right. It's not Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. But uh, we got some exciting news about some Halloween related, related stuff, but we'll get to all that in more because we are the Shoe Brothers Podcast, the one and only wrestling podcast on this globe, hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd and Cameron Thunder Wolf Osborne. Ow! Yes, that's right, Mike. Shotzi Blackheart is not here. She's not on the line. Uh, although I thought she was. I thought she was. Yeah. For a second. Uh, nope, but uh, we'll get to some fun stuff with her. And because uh, she, you know, she wasn't, uh, she didn't have a match on TakeOver, but she did pop up at one point. I'll just oh. say that. Of course, you know, um, been on this upward trajectory ever since getting her car stolen. I think really <laughs> getting her car stolen put her on the map as far as fans are concerned. Uh, but that's right, Mike, you did say there was a uh, there was a takeover. We got a great show coming up because, of course, we've got Wednesday night, the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho, as we all know. Uh, we got some trivia in there in the middle. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Even SmackDown, uh, we also have... <laughs> I, I'm going backwards, you know? That's okay. Uh, like Memento. Exactly, right? We're going we're gonna to kick off with the end of the show and then bring it back <laughs> to the beginning of the show. And then, of course, we have the TakeOver. TakeOver 31 coming up live from a new venue, we're told. Yeah, um, well, kind I, of. I guess we'll have to see what the venue is. But before we get into all that wrestling action, let's go to Twitter World. It is the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the tweet of the week. <laughs> like I just said uh, earlier on, we this has been plugging to us for the past couple weeks now. Uh, the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho in the wrestling world uh, was celebrated this week on AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And uh, crazy to think, you know. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. It was a fun, you know, it was a fun little show there. Uh, but earlier on, Chris Jericho. Uh, tweeted out or I guess sent out a video I don't really know who to give the award to we're giving it to Chris Jericho as this yeah. week's Tweeted League champion just cause um was this video of all of the or a handful of the AEW stars singing Judas <laughs> and uh first they're posited the question by like the off screen uh voice like how much how much how many lyrics of Judas do you know yeah. And then we get their answers. Sometimes they're singing choruses. Some people are singing the verses. Even Darby Allen gets in there with a <laughs> uh, a Cure inspired <laughs> rendition. Oh, yeah, I bet <laughs> of uh, of Chris Jericho's uh, or Fozzie's Judas, rather I should say. Basically, Chris Jericho. It's a fun video. You should check it out. It's uh, brings some you know brings some light to uh, to such a meanie over there in Chris Jericho to see the, all the people who respect a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris Jericho, you are this week's Tweet of the Week champion. Congratulations, yep. the champion. Five time. Five time. Five time. Tying He's... Seth Rollins for uh, yeah. second most. So, second only to Randy Orton, I presume. Oh, he's top. Oh, of course he's top. He's, he's top away. of the list. Is he double digits? He's got to be getting close. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Who will be the first to 16 times? That's it. Yeah, well, that's, that's the big question, right? Can Cena do it? <laughs> Oh, he doesn't tweet very much. He doesn't think. tweet. Yeah, he does, but it's oftentimes like inspirational and uh, yeah, and like it's, nice. He's got a good Instagram game. He'll just like put out the most random things without any explanation. Yes, I've seen that before. Yeah, like it'll be like Mike Tyson biting 
the holy field but with something photoshopped i don't know yeah Just random funny stuff like that whoever's doing like so <laughs> so somebody is in charge of john cena pr right well, and then i guess this tweets it out from an, a verified account of his yeah I don't know. Do or or Cena's doing all the Photoshop himself. I don't know. Like both options are. <laughs> well, I think uh, maybe he's just just copying and pasting. You know, yeah. he finds a meme he likes and he's like, oh, I'll share this. But do you think Cena is really spending that much time looking for these memes? You think he has like a? Well, I think he does a lot of like you know flying and waiting around. So he's fucking around on his phone. <laughs> Each time he's waiting in an airport. Yeah. The amount the the amount of places that, that guy needs to go, you could be right. You know, the you know, yeah. you spend uh you're, you're going to, on a 12-hour flight and well, fuck, might as well look for a month's <laughs> worth of memes. I remember Xavier Woods, we all know what a big gamer he is. Mm-hmm. Uh he was saying like on Clash of Clans or whatever that mobile phone game is, he's like Cena destroys me on that game. His, his thing is just so powerful. We have to team up. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. So oh, Cena yeah. wants to. I guess you know, and I mean, yeah, yeah. Is John Cena sitting there with the iPad XL? You know, he's not doing this on oh, his yeah. phone. His thumbs are way too big for a his, fucking phone. His head, yeah, well, of course, right? He has the big old, he has the big old iPad. Link sausages. <laughs> on his like, thing. Oh, Italian, Italian sausages. <laughs> yeah. The juicy jumbos. Uh, oh god maybe yeah uh you know john cena i don't think has actually made his way on to this list before so uh maybe he's due he's yeah we'll see we'll see uh but chris jericho great man great man congratulations two of the week champion uh 30 years xxx baby (laughs) uh speaking of 30 let's take a 30 and add a one See what I did there? Because we've got, let's talk about the pay-per-view that just happened. Let's talk about NXT TakeOver 31. Review. 31. You know what? It's October. There's 31 days. Everyone's favorite day is the 31st day of October. So a lot of a lot of people out if they could choose one day in October, a lot of people would choose uh the 31st. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> So let's just kick right into it. Uh, we start off with some historical footage, you know, the old black and white days of wrestling, uh, capital wrestling, as it were, you know, with Vince McMahon Sr. And uh, that all just kind of transitions into the new, the newly looked, no longer the Performance Center. This is now the Capital Wrestling Center. So it's got a bit of a remake. Looks better. Lots more lighting, more screens, just bigger, better everything. You know, more steels above the ring. More everything. It was a mix of <laughs> it was a mix of what the main roster was doing. So this is the performance center, though, right? This is a performance center, but they, no, they like just an everything but name. They just renamed look. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Renamed it. Yeah. Upgraded so it, it. it's kind of like they've taken they've taken everything from there, or w you know WWE has taken a combination of everything that they have done in the last eight months and then put it into one place. So we got the screens. <laughs> Yeah, that was more of like a Thunderdome thing. But then we have the people standing around, (laughs) which was like the NXT thing. And I don't know where the chains came from. Well, that's new. That's new. (laughs) You know, so sort of like they're key. They're kind of like adding adding things together, finding new solutions. The chains were pretty cool. Yeah, in front of the barricade, you got this chain link fence. Yeah, way less tacky. Kind of cool. It's cool. And now when you throw them into it, it hurts even more and shit. And it could. Yeah, and when they were banging on it, it made extra noise. Yeah, and so it's, when it's they're cl- pumping up the match, clinking and clanking around. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, is this and then I, I like guess it. is this the new home for NXT? Yeah, I like it. I yeah. heard uh, I heard another reason they wanted to do this is just to kind of get out of full sale where things are still questioned and you don't have to obey anyone else's rules just do your own thing oh right <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> i think like in regards to having like fans in the audience and shit if they right, want to sprinkle right 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 you know uh wwe still hasn't taken the uh the outdoor route the way that a, the, you know sort of the way that AEW embraced that you know still sticking with the in-house you know enclosed events yeah Indeed. Uh, but let's kick this thing off. We've got the North American Championship. Damian Priest defending against Johnny Gargano. And yeah, just a good, fun opening match. Uh, one thing you might have noticed is that, so on commentary, Vic Joseph was there. He was live, but then he just had some some woman with red hair who was not Beth Phoenix. And then some other dude who was not Wade Barrett was just sitting beside him. But I'm glad you noticed that because I noticed <laughs> that like right away. Because uh, yeah. I was I, and I kind of had to go back. I was not watching this live, and I went back and paused. I think Sasha Banks was sitting on commentary. I don't think that was actual Sasha. I've heard some other people say that, but I I, I, I agree. <laughs> you know, yeah, too big to fucking fill in for a thing, but. I don't yeah. know who the fuck I'm just sitting there like I guess, what like it must have been some sort of foreign announced team is maybe so um I did get the news afterwards I didn't hear about uh, her but the uh, the guy who was sitting beside Vic Joseph was the Spanish announce the NXT Spanish announce guy okay okay um why why they didn't just say it I don't know <laughs> I don't know yeah because. Wade and Beth, they were still calling it. I guess they were remote somewhere. But. Yeah, remote, but you think they would at least bring it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. I'm it glad was we weird. Both noticed. It was weird. <laughs> That's why I thought but, so much about it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the match itself, it was good. Uh, Gargano's working that leg. Priest hits his razor's edge onto the edge of the ring. Double edge. That hurts. That hurts. Uh, and then at one point, uh, I think Priest jumps over the top rope and Gargano pulls the security guard to take the bullet for him. Um, so all this distracts the ref. He goes to check on the security. Uh, Johnny kicks Priest in the balls, hits a big super kick. Ref gets back in the ring, but uh, Priest kicks out. I thought it might have been over there. I, I the also I It looked also like a stiff thought. ball kick. He didn't. <laughs> Even you know. for a kick in the nuts, it was a pretty <laughs> stiff kick in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, then Johnny goes for his one final beat, but Priest blocks it. Uh, he's got Johnny like hung up in the ropes and hits the best reckoning I've ever seen. Spikes Johnny down hard. Gets the three count. Damian Priest retains. Retains. I'm gonna start. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start call instead of calling him Damian Priest. I'm gonna start calling him 38 year old Damian Priest. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was like such a hard hitting counter reversal. Yeah, Fake lots of finishes, you know, like Gargano locks all over. All, all everything all over the place. And for this dude, you know, who keeps just being he's red hot right now. You know, these high oh, like profile <laughs> matches. He's 38 and he's just getting warmed up. It feels he's like he's just getting warmed up. He's going to be 42 by the time he hits his peak. <laughs> by the time they put that championship on him. Yeah, he's going to be in his <laughs> 40s. Yeah. Um, but, and that voice is so like. It's like a, I love it. He's got it's a so good voice. And cartoon. It's like a cartoon. He's got character. a deep cartoony voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damien Priest just yeah just keeps crushing it. Looking good. Yeah. Looking very good. And Johnny Takeover, of course. Of course, good. you know. And uh, I think you know. he's been on 
22 of the 31 or something like that. Big match Johnny. What do they call him? Johnny Takeover. Johnny Takeover is one of them. Whether he wins or loses, it doesn't matter. It's always a good match, yeah. Let's move Uh, on. Let's move on. We've got Kushida taking on Velveteen Dream. And the Dream comes out dressed as Doc Brown (laughs) to mock Kushida and his whole Marty McFly. That's funny. Yeah. Made me laugh. That's that. Made, yeah, it made me laugh a little bit, too, more because I thought uh, with his frizzled up gray hair, he looked more like Don King a little bit. <laughs> Don King. It was the yellow <laughs> gloves for me that I liked. Yeah, the gloves with the little toxic with symbol. With the little toxic symbol on it. I was like, hmm, attention to detail. And the yeah. way that hair stood up it was the majority like he did of something the match. To it. Like, yeah. how much spray and mousse? Tons of spray, tons of gray. Uh, Kushida was not a fan. He attacks him during the entrance. Uh and you know, uh, I've been a little cold on Dream, but I'll say he does a good job of just selling and looking like a bitch, just whining and screaming and making Kushida's arm bars look very painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was the story of the match. Kushida just working over the arm. Dream gets his, he gets some moves in. He hits the Dream Valley driver, the Purple Rainmaker, but Kushida kicks out. Uh, and then eventually they fight to the top rope. Kushida hits a big suplex with the hoverboard lock. Uh, Dream gets up, hits the Dream Valley driver, but Kushida just hangs on the whole time with the hoverboard lock, and Dream taps out. So Kushida wins. I like that. I like that. Hover- I like that hoverboard lock. Yeah, looks like a painful, uh, <laughs> painful manipulation of the arm there. Yeah, I like that one. And um, nobody wanted Velveteen Dream to win, so well, Kushida gets. You know, is this maybe his first win on a or at least singles win yeah. on a takeover? It has. I think to it be. might even be his first takeover match. Egg, sure. Exactly. You know, right. uh, after the bell, Kushida. You know, further assaulted Dream on that arm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, possibly. You know, feeling out the way, or you know, expressing the way that a lot of the fans feel towards Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Um, you know, for or further evidence in the in the change of personality in Kushida. Yeah, I like it. He's looking badass. And I thought maybe this might have been a way for them to write Dream off, have him injured for a bit, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see about that. But uh, <laughs> but at least, yeah, you know, developing Kushida into the the top talent that we expect, or we thought we knew he could be. Yes, finally, finally. Uh, and then we get the nice surprise. We go to this spooky scene of this haunted mansion at night when Shotzi pops up and screams at us. Uh, so I was, you know, I was worried we we wouldn't get to see her, but she's here. Shotzi Blackheart announces the return of Halloween Havoc on October 28th, and she's hosting. So I could not be more hyped about this. This is going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, um, God, yeah, because now we're put, we're putting hyphens behind everything now, right? <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, just, I, I, I just wonder, did AEW do it first? No, they didn't. Never done Halloween Havoc. No, no, no. But I mean, like, so I recall the pre AEW days. They would be just like Takeover, place we were. Uh, Monday Night Raw was just Monday Night Raw. SmackDown was just SmackDown. And now everything has a hyphen. I, I mean, I sure, I, I, you know, I mean, War Games came back before, uh, yeah. before AEW showed around. I do remember AEW. They had that. They had their Bash at the Beach. 
Yeah, they had the batch. I think this is just something people have been asking for. Yeah, I think it's years. just something that would have happened either way. We would have been getting these, uh, yeah, we would take over throw or the uh, in your house throwback, the Halloween Havoc, the Great American Bash. Either way, yeah. we were getting it. I think so. And uh, I hope they go all out. I hope we get the giant, the old WCW sets. They would have giant pumpkins, giant skeletons, ghosts, all that fun stuff. <laughs> uh, so I'm happy. Shanti's happy. She howls at the moon. And that'll be the, the October 28th. Yeah, the final Wednesday before Halloween. I guess Halloween's on a Saturday. Or yeah. So okay. there's, uh, so you know, now the ball's in AEW's court. Are they going to have a Halloween episode or we'll see? Well, yeah, I guess their thing is that there's so many trademarks or like they would have to make up a whole new thing. Yeah, but there's a million things they could do. Oh, for sure. Or they might not just do anything. They might just have a regular dynamite with a couple pumpkins. I mean, they do have their <laughs> uh, their one-year anniversary uh, next week. And I would say yeah. it would probably be in AEW's best interest to avoid one of those... You know you know when there's like a match where the stipulation is pertinent to the, uh, <laughs> to the holiday that's closest? Like it'll be yeah. some kind of like Christmas, Christmas turkey fight. Because yeah. it's like the day before Christmas or something. I think AEW would probably be best to avoid one of those type of things where somebody ends up with like a, a jack-o'-lantern on their head. I feel like Jericho would do it. Oh, yeah? Just for uh, just for old school's sake? I just feel like he's the festive guy, you know, like on Canada Day. He's got his Canada jacket. And yeah. He does the Mimosa Mayhem match. The Mimosa Mayhem. Can't forget about that. Uh, but let's go on here. We got championship action. The Cruiserweight title. I think this is the first time it's been defended on TakeOver. At least since, uh, like, this iteration of it. Yeah. So we got the champ, Santos Escobar, taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott. And Swerve's looking jacked. He's put on a couple pounds, I think. Looking All good. muscle. Yeah, looking good. Escobar comes out. He's got his mariachi hat, his mask on, but he doesn't wear it. Uh, but this was a damn good match, I thought. Just Swerve's looking super aggressive. Still doing his high flying. Uh, eventually, the cartel come running out to interfere. But then uh, Swerve just hits this big tightrope hurricane rana. Sends Escobar flying into everyone. Uh, but they just catch him, so he's perfectly fine. He just stood up and brushed it <laughs> off. And that's when Ashanti the Adonis comes out. He attacks him, so kind of even the odds. Swerve is, uh, yeah, helps Swerve out. And then... Escobar hits the Phantom Driver, but Swerve is the first man ever to kick out of that move. So he's all fired up. He oh, hits the oh house. really? First one? That's what I've been told. Oh, Jesus. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So Swerve's fired up. He hits the house call. He hits a big 450 splash, but then Escobar kicks out a 2.9. I thought that was it there, but you know, you don't get closer than that without ringing the bell. It's quite great. But uh, they fight onto the edge of the apron. Swerve gets knocked backwards. Uh, yeah, he just falls backwards. He hits his head off the steel that attaches the turnbuckle to the ring post because it had been exposed earlier. So he's just kind of, he's out of it. So Escobar picks him up and it's this cool new move, some sort of double underhook face buster and gets him to three, retains a title. But I love this match. Yeah, this was great. Uh, and and uh, the finish finish hurt. A little bit, hurt. like the the falling into the post thing was kind of weird. Yeah, that that it looked like it hurt rather. I should say. Oh, you meant painful. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, yes. That's what hurt means, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the hurt business. Um, yeah, I thought you meant it hurt the match. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, I love this match. Great stuff. Swerve, you know, he can, he should win that title soon. He put on a great performance. Um, and I guess if, if the swerve, is the swerve get a, another chance? Is the swerve over? Is, is this, is Adonis coming in? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We don't really know much about Adonis. No, we don't. No, we don't. So it's, uh, yeah, it'll be great to do, you know, try to sort of build some credibility to this cruiserweight division. Um, apparently 205 Live still exists. It does still exist and it still happens. And Oni Lorcan. (laughs) So I think that's, Adonis has probably been, uh, doing stuff on that show. It's still, still going on that. But, uh, the championship (laughs) remains a man who I'm no longer, uh, calling Santos Escobar. I'm calling him 36 year old Santos Escobar. How these, how (laughs) these, how these, like, almost 40 year olds are keeping up these incredible matches. They're just getting started. They're just getting started. It's, uh, yeah, it's great to see. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think Austin was like 33 when he retired. Austin, uh, Stone Cold? Stone Cold, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, his was injuries, but back then you're like, well, he had a good run. He had <laughs> a long time. Yeah, the um, <laughs> like, because a wrestler's lifespan should be kind of like that of a football player, right? <laughs> Where you, you, you start, you got like nine good years, and then your body just yeah. can't do it anymore. Well, especially back in the day especially, with how hard they would go outside of the ring with all the other shit. Of that's course. That's why they all right? died when they were like 55. And that maybe, you know, and that's why that's why they're probably lasting much longer now. Exactly. <clears throat> but here's two good, clean women. Io Shirai, Candice LeRae. We got the NXT Women's title match. Uh, Capital Center, Capital Wrestling Center. They do the nice old school. They lower the microphone from the roof. Uh, I forget this ring announcer name. I like her. She's good. She's got that deep voice. Yeah. What, which one? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> but good stuff. You know, last time these two women fought was one of the best women's matches of 2019. So we know what they can do. Uh, yeah. So at one point, Candace, she's got EO in the cross face. She grabs the ropes and the ref's just counting for her to let go. And she elbows him right in the gut. So the ref falls down. Uh, but then EO fights back, goes for his big, the big moonsault, but Candace gets her feet up, which launches EO into the ref again. So he takes another bump. He's knocked out. Uh, so Candace, uh, she hits this, her vicious, the double arm curb stomp called the wicked stepsister. That crazy move where she just grabs the arm and stomps your face to the mat. That's, I, al- I also thought that's what I heard them call it. Yeah. So we finally got a name, the wicked stepsister. <laughs> I like that it. was pretty cool. Uh, she covers EO, but there's no ref. So Johnny Gargano pulls the Bailey. He comes running out. He's got the referee shirt on. Goes to make the fast count, but EO still kicks out at two. So Johnny grows. He goes and grabs the belt. Uh, the ref comes out, or he comes to. He sees Johnny in the ring. He's like, hey, what are you doing? But Johnny hides the championship behind his back, drops it down for Candice as he's arguing with the ref. Uh, which allows Candace to nail EO in the head with the belt. She covers EO. The ref counts, but she kicks out. That was another one. I thought that could have been right there. They had me going. I was liking it. Uh, And then they fight up to the top rope. EO hits the big Spanish fly off the top, climbs back up, hits the over the moonsault, and that gets the win. Retains the title. Yeah, you're right. I uh, I thought that I thought that Candice LeRae that two point nine. I that thought that was it. Shot. I Ooh, thought that yeah. was it. 
Uh, because we had had both of our belts prior, it didn't change hands. I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah. oh shit, this could be the one. Uh, like this you could. said, such a uh, yeah, another another successful defense. Yeah, great match. Uh, I don't think it was quite at the level of the one in Toronto, but. No, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I haven't watched that one back. Just off feeling of remembering. But this yeah. is still a great match. Uh, but that wasn't all. Because uh, soon after, as Eo's celebrating, Tony Storm appears on the screen. And she's letting us know. She's coming to NXT. So uh, that's going to be great. Great addition. From the, from the UK. From the UK. Former UK women's champ. But uh, that's not all. As we then cut to the night vision camera, we're following this mysterious figure on the motorcycle and they pull in, they arrive at the CWC and they enter, come out, take off the biker helmet and it's Ember Moon. She's back. And ready for business. Uh, yeah, you know what, Mike, it was funny. I was thinking to myself earlier, just on, I guess the takeover was on Sunday, What's right? I was thinking on Sunday to myself and like was going to text you but never did. What if it's not like the men's <laughs> NXT championship? It was just like a little thought that I had in my brain because after we thought, you know, we thought our uh, Bobby Roode was my thought and Bobby Roode came back and I'm sorry Mike, there was just no fucking way that was going to be Bo Dallas. <laughs> there was well, just there was no way in hell. I I I just I knew it couldn't have been him. No, that's fine. The only reason was because uh, Amber Moon, she swerved me. She told me a couple months ago that she was going to be gone for much longer. Her injury could be career ending. She swerved me. And Mike, well, Ember, Ember Moon may have swerved you, but Mike, you swerved me because you reported that news here on the podcast. And I led my, <laughs> and I was never going to, I would just never suspe have suspected one of the women's champions. And it was just like a, it was like a little grain of thought in my mind that just sort of like poofed away and then I was like huh yeah okay maybe <laughs> um yeah that was fun that was fun yeah they got she's us. back they got us. uh great to have her back she's got a slightly new look she kind of shaved the side of her yeah it's like there. a it's kind of like a a rufio yeah Ru a rufio mad max yeah character <laughs> you know where it's sort of like we're we're in this post apocalyptic but I can still color my hair. <laughs> yeah, but I can't have those sides. That's too much work. Yeah, it was something, something in the middle there. Something in the middle. It's there. all right. It's all right. We'll find out more from her on Wednesday. But it's time for the main event. We got Finn Balor defending that NXT World Championship against Kyle O'Reilly. And, you know, we had high hopes going in and uh, this did not disappoint. Not in one bit did it. <laughs> just some some nonstop hard hitting hard hitting hard oh jesus christ eh? <laughs> like I, like what what a fucking professional wrestling match this was like te like fucking teeth bodies beaten teeth, internal body, organs blood. traumatized uh. <laughs> and possibly possibly one of the most physical matches uh i've seen in like a in a Vince McMahon show, yeah, it was, <laughs> really, uh, it really was. Yeah. yeah, just super stiff. Tons of strikes, chops, kicks. Uh, Finn Balor does his basement drop kick and just literally just kicks Kyle right through the He's face. He's so good at this, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah. So Kyle, he was the first to get busted open. He was bleeding from the mouth. Uh, and then the one crucial moment when Finn nails this big kick 
right to the liver, which buckled Kyle to the ground. And commentary did a great job on selling that that liver shot. Wade Barrett, he's like, oh, I've seen this heavy championship boxing all the time. That liver, the liver. You know, you know what? Uh, this this um this match, Kyle O'Reilly selling has always been, has always been great. Has always been great. We've seen it in the tag action. He brought back back the bit of you're going for the chair shot, but you miss the guy. You hit the top rope. You smack it back <laughs> on your own head. He brought yeah. that one back. Um, a Kyle O'Reilly ricochet match would just be the ultimate sell fest. <laughs> it would just be sell. Like like the sell is be- is better than the maneuver. I would yeah. <laughs> love to see this matchup. That would be great. <laughs> Ka- uh, Kyle also brought back the the Regal Plex at one point, which is a crazy move. William Regal invented, of course. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Finn. Like at one point, he had him Kyle in the arm bar and started mocking him with the air guitar, strumming on his arm. <laughs> yeah, he was really going like wow, wow, wow. Oh yeah, he was playing. Uh, and then Finn hits the nineteen sixteen, but O'Reilly kicks out. Kyle's just working over the leg, getting some tight knee bars in but uh finn escapes and then uh the big moment for uh the big injury on finn right near the end of the match finn's in the corner and kyle just runs hits a huge running knee right to uh, finn's face busts him open fucks up his jaw right away finn clutches at the jaw he's bleeding from the mouth and uh we find out that that knee fractured the jaw in two places jesus christ you saw the photos i'm sure that jaw yeah, is that was legit two pieces so uh thankfully that was right near the end of the match but he was still holding it on uh balor fights back soon after hits the coup de gras gets the three count to retain the title but goddamn, what a hard fought match god damn this is uh <laughs> Um, in one match, Kyle O'Reilly proved himself to be a top guy in NXT. One match. Yeah, excellent stuff. Both men are hurt, legit. Um. I have to say, one of the <laughs> I have to say, uh, possible. You know, this this match of the year candidate. Yeah, right off sure. the bat, right candidate. off the bat. Um, and then afterwards, Finn shows the respect. He helps Kyle up to his feet. When all of a sudden, Ridge Holland appears in the crowd. And he's got a beat up Adam Cole slung over his shoulder and he just throws him over the barricade to the floor. Roddy Strong, Bobby Fish come running out to check on Cole and they're just like, hey, what happened? Finn, did you see it? And then we just go off the air. <laughs> then we just go off the air. What? Uh, but what yeah, exactly? What happened? You know, uh, did, did did Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, did they have anything to do with it? Uh, are, are, why weren't they all together? Are we pulling was, the? Tr- they were together earlier in the show. We got the yeah. Little why fucking, was Cole left to his own? What's going uh, on? Are we pulling the uh, trigger with Ridge Holland? Ridge Holland. I keep wanting to call him Holloway. Why do I want to call Holloway? him Holloway? Like Ridge Holloway. I don't know. Is that a person? I mean, Holloway is a name, but I don't know any Ridge Holloway that I can think of. Ridge Holloway. I don't know. I want to call him. It's a fucking name that I just like hear in my head. Uh, but for whatever, <laughs> b- b- for whatever reason, uh, yeah. Like I just said, what an incredible matchup. Uh, what's wrong with Adam Cole, baby? What's wrong with him? Why is he getting beaten up? Well, that's what I mean. Why weren't Roddy and Bobby there to help him out? There are questions that must be answered. God damn it. Yes, but that was the takeover. That was takeover thirty-one. That was uh, one of the uh, one of the best matches of the year. It is definitely in the uh, the COVID era. 
Um, And yeah, that's about that. That's about that. Let's see what Meltzer has to say. Is that a five? Great takeover. That's a five star match if Meltzer's ever seen one. (sighs) Yeah, but it's it's Meltzer. I mean, it's NXT, so it's got a chance. So it's got a chance. Yeah, it's so close. It's so close. It got a chance. And that was the entire takeover. What an incredible show. Uh, And something exciting is going to happen on Halloween Havoc. So that's only a few. That's only a few weeks away. Let's uh, let's 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 go. uh, Let's go back in time and uh we're gonna go back forward a couple days because um we have some stuff to talk about uh it's a it's it's a fallout it's a fallout show from clash of champions because that's where right we're talking about friday night smackdown okay folks it's friday night it's time for smackdown live it uh used to be on tuesday but then uh I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Smack. After, um, after you know, last, last, last we saw of the blue brand was a menacing, topless Roman Reigns standing over top of his blood, his familial lineage. Yeah. And after a long, very, very long dramatic video package recapped a lot of those, a lot of those elements. I don't know. Did you notice it was particularly long? Uh, uh, Roman Reigns makes his way down to the ring uh, yes. with Paul, with his little uh, penguin at his side. Yeah. Uh, what's if Roman's a tribal chief? What would what would Heyman be? Yeah, another... we got to find a new thing for him to be. Yeah, I picture like a, like a now he's like a warthog. <laughs> Pumba. <laughs> He's like a Pumba type. Yeah, that's what I picture more. We'll, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll uh, we'll solidify his character as the weeks go on. Yeah. Uh but Heyman, he's uh he's speaking and then Roman just reaches out of hand. So Paul gives him the mic and Reigns is like, I don't want you to call me the chief because he didn't acknowledge me. His brother did, but he wouldn't. So I want you to come out here right now. So Jay Uso comes out, gets in the ring and he just says, I don't know you. You're supposed to be my family, but that clash, you showed your true colors. So guess what? I did too. You beat my ass, but you didn't break my spirit. So Range was just like, hey, man, this was that was the worst night of my life. That wasn't my intentions. I wanted to do you a favor, put you in the main event. I love you more than your brother loves you. <clears throat> and all you had to do was acknowledge me. Call me tribal chief. Uh, so Roman just says, hey, man, do it. Look me in the eyes. Not at the title. Oh, you want another shot? Okay, you got another shot. Hell in a cell. It's yours. But guess what? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be in Hell in a Cell, right? I think he did say he implied. I feel as though he implied, he implied that the match would be taking place in a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So uh, Uso says you're on. So, yeah, the main event push continues for him a bit. I'm fine. For fine a little me. bit, I guess the, this pay per view is coming up end of October. Yeah, the 25th. So he's got a good three weeks. Oh, or okay. So. so the week before this, uh, the same week, I guess, of Halloween Havoc. The same week. Be a fun week. That's correct. Yeah, maybe. Hell in a Cell is already kind of spooky. S- spooky. I watched Silence of the, the Lambs last night. Uh, and then I think um, so. The the match. So he accepts the match. Roman Reigns starts to leave. Uh, and then AJ Styles comes out 
and attacks, yeah. and I still don't know their names. J- one of them. Jay. <laughs> Jay. You're just proving the storyline. Um, For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I, I'm trying, Mike. I'm trying. One needs to wear shorts and one needs to wear pants, okay? But one's not even around right now. So but which one? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I think Jay takes AJ Styles out, though, for some reason. Um, but, but beyond that sort of ending, uh, Reigns as a heel has completely changed the entire SmackDown landscape. Yeah, he's, uh, um, the universal title finally feels like a big deal. This, this possibly the most important the fe- the title has felt, even even when the fiend held it. You know, the fiend was such a great character. We knew he was dominant, but for these other reasons, you yeah. know, part to do with his magic, the way he manipulates you psychologically speaking. But Roman Reigns is that brick shit heavyweight champion um, that we don't find all that often. Yeah, no, it's they the. Just keep let him doing what he's doing. Yeah, keep and, and uh, the storytelling of this feud. Uh, this could be is feud of the year. Is that a shoot? Is that a shooty? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe. If, if not, it can be. If it not, we're, be. if not, we can throw it in there. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking right now, and wow, feud of the year is not uh, in here. Okay, we can throw it in. It's getting in, baby, and this is candidate for sure. Uh, some great stuff over here on SmackDown. Yes, and then uh, Jay Uso did beat AJ Styles clean in a match. Huge victory for Jay. Oh, right, that happens to me. That happens after. right after. I think right after yeah, the commercial. An, actual, an official match, yeah. Jay wins, so that's huge for him. That is huge, and uh, a man who let's call AJ Styles his real name, uh, which is what forty-three-year-old AJ Styles, <laughs> forty-one, Aaron... forty-one maybe. Um, it, yeah. It's so great to see an actual superstar come out um, with like a physical, with you know, a, a, an attack, and then the match um, that's not named Baron Corbin because that has Baron Corbin written all over it. Attack, yeah, thank God, I'm mat, quick match. Lose. Um, I'm so glad we didn't see that. <laughs> yes, me too. Um, there was a couple squash matches we can skip over because Kevin Owens comes out for the Kevin Owens show and brings out his guest, Alexa Bliss. And Owens just tells her, you know, I've seen a change in you, a shift in this attitude, this this anger. And she's just like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean. He's like, oh, come on, Alexa. You're not the same woman. The one I met five years ago at the Performance Center, always happy, always cheery. That's not you anymore. She just says, people change, Kevin. You should try sometime. Don't you want to be better? He says, yes, I'm, I'm trying. I've done some terrible things in my career, but tonight is all about how you're changing. I need to understand this darkness that's taken over you. And she just says, people fear what they don't understand, but have you ever been around him? It's terrifying and captivating all at the same time you're spine goes cold when he touches your body you go numb when he looks in your eyes it's like he's looking right through you and you can't look away but you have no idea what that's like do you owens just says you've been brainwashed and she's like yeah all the lies have been washed away i see the truth now i've been cleansed she's got the crazy smirk this look on her eyes and owens is just like oh man he's here now isn't he (laughs) so she says he's everywhere i can hear him now let him in and then the lights shut down the fiend appears applies the mandible claw on owens as alexa just sits and watches and then when owens is out the fiend turns around 
staring at Bliss, and she returns that unflinching gaze. (laughs) (laughs) Her eyes were glazed as well. And then Bray extends his hand, and she grabs the hand as the crowd erupts. I loved it. What a cute moment. (laughs) The live crowd really would have gone nuts for that when she grabs his hand. I loved it. Sometimes I'm into your recaps just to hear like what kind of synonyms you're going to use or how you're going to <laughs> what metaphor what 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 this what metaphor you're going to pose to uh to truly capture the audience cuz that's exactly what this segment was, you know? That's I mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to. It's uh, it's only audio. I have to add the add the theatrics. Of course you do. Um I am going to have to dock Kevin Owens from uh as part of his brand to brand invitational though. Uh so Sort of. You're taking this? I thought this was okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do it. You can't All just right. show up on another brand. And he brought his set. Like he was <laughs> ready he to fight. go. He didn't just show up. He brought his chairs. He brought his little sign that says the KO show. Uh, brought everything with him. Um, but Mike, like you said, yeah, this is this is the moment the live crowd would have just been shitting their pants for. Uh, there would have been so much duty to clean up. <laughs> at whichever arena they would have been at, um, the, the the first touch of the fiend and Alexa Bliss, like uh, like the Sistine Chapel, the creation of man, right? You know, God's yeah. finger extending out uh, to I don't think it's at Adam, um, and truly <laughs> and truly creating the bond that would set a course of action in motion that would that would be human life as it is. And that's what this was. It could be it. Um, <laughs> now I did hear something about a draft coming up. Maybe. Uh, uh that's this week. Yeah. It was so. announced. Was it announced? I or I think I heard a or I saw a. Uh, there was just like a little clip for it during this SmackDown, which is where I noticed. Yeah. Maybe. So this Friday and following Monday, or. Is- Part one and two of the draft. Part one and two of the draft. Very exciting. Um, the branch brand invitational still on though. R- as soon as people are drafted, we will give kind of like a two week or like maybe like a one week leeway until all the, you know, the official, <laughs> the official yeah, brands are set. There's yeah, there's there's supplemental drafts and trades after all so. sorts of things. But uh, who knows? Kevin Owens and the Fiend is uh, or Kevin Owens and Bray Wyatt is not a feud I remember from before. They were on different brands before. Uh, two great performers, two great storytellers. Maybe, uh, maybe Owens uh, Wyatt is going to happen. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll see. So start setting up now instead of waiting for next week. Yeah, well, that's like when they brought Mandy and Dana over to Raw a couple weeks early. Yeah, why not? Uh, but then we get another teaser: the blonde woman. She's getting all dolled up in the mirror with all her diamonds, but then she finally emerges from the shadows. It's Carmella. As we expected, but uh, looks a little bit different. Yeah, she Kinda. she looks less like the trashy queen of Staten Island, and more yeah. like the upscale queen of Staten Island. You know, like went from like went from Jersey Shore to Basketball Wives. Like, picture that sort of glow up. Yeah, I think she's uh, yeah had some stuff done. Some, Looking a little some reconstructives. Little, yeah, looking a little bit like Cher. I thought. Oh yeah. Maybe not like. Well, Cher, Cher's, she's like 80 and people still love her. I know. Well, that's what I mean. So, uh, you know, and she says, I'm not your princess anymore. This time I'm untouchable. Unless I don't want to be. Well, that's great. So she's no longer fabulous. 
No longer F A B U L O U S S. Yes. Bam, 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 bam. Carmella. But that version of Carmella will always hold a special version in my heart. She could always bring it back if she wants. She could always bring it back. But yeah, we're going to get. No more moonwalking. No more moonwalking trash talking. Uh, (laughs) Nobody walks like we walk. Ain't nobody talks like we talk. Remember Truth Mella? What were they called? Yeah, some um, car. No, I think it may have just been called like our fabulous truth. Something like that. Yeah, like (laughs) we're gonna put the two and two together. Um, However, yeah, like I said, uh, the 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 trashy queen of Staten Island will always hold a special place in our heart. Of course, she uh, she was in a match on TLC 2016, uh, which is an important pay per view. (laughs) Um, But let's get to the main event of this SmackDown because uh, I think we have an IC title uh, matchup. Uh, yeah, Sami Zayn defending his freshly won belt against Jeff Hardy. I think backstage he throws the other belt in the trash at one point. Yeah, which everyone had had knew. the other plate side plates. Or yeah, the other one had face paint residue on it, so he knew. <laughs> or something. But, uh, yeah, this was fun match. Hardy, once again, had his intricate face paint. Some, like, spooky black and white Halloween stuff. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. It was, like, coming down his yeah. neck also. Yeah, looks fun. Uh, Sami Zayn's all taped up, still selling the effects of that brutal ladder match. And uh, but before the match begins, he like sneakily removes the turnbuckle padding, uh, which may or may not come into play. So <laughs> they fight outside the ring. Jeff Hardy goes for his poetry in motion, but Sami avoids, and Jeff lands right on the barricade. Uh, and then they get back in the ring, go at it for a while. Hardy climbs up the top rope. Uh, the one with the exposed turnbuckle, though, if Sammy grabs his feet, yanks him down, so Hardy slams headfirst on that exposed steel ring, and he's out cold. Sammy covers him, gets the three, retains the title. Fun little match. It was a solid follow-up to that ladder match also um, that these two had. Two vets that can pretty much make any match entertaining. One thing I love about re- uh, f- the foresh- the wrestling foreshadowing is like there's sort of like two. There, you can either foreshadow like in the match, you know, something will happen during the match and then comes up again later. Or, the ca- or if it's before the match, the camera has to know to be there to catch it. Uh, so they <laughs> yeah. take us to the weird angle of Sami Zayn clearly removing this turnbuckle yeah. for no apparent reason. It's like in a movie where uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. There's like it, like it clear. Someone's like cleaning up. Or someone spills some gasoline in the driveway, and then their mom's <laughs> like, "Timmy, time coming for lunch." And then he's like, "Oh, but I gotta <laughs> clean up this gasoline." And she's like, "You can do it later." And then you're like, "Oh no, you should do it right now, mom. You should do it right now." Yeah. Uh, the camera had to have been there in that one moment, so we could have seen how it would have happened. Uh, hopefully, both of these two end up on the same brand it sort of seems as though uh sammy Zayn being the intercontinental champion and bobby lashley as the u.s champion possibly the firmly will remain on their own brands i, I don't really see the titles jumping back and forth yeah i think they should or in, in, in previous they years like. they have done that right like in, ic goes over u.s comes over yeah yeah they've done it uh no need to no need to right and the women's championships are synonymous to the brand, is even yeah. named after the brand. <laughs> uh, the, the main event picture, I don't know, fucking Roman's so hot right now. It's almost, I, I, maybe he could go over to Monday Night Raw and have Drew come over to the other side. It's, uh, who knows, we'll see. 
Yeah, well, I'll see. We'll know in a few short days. Uh, I guess the one other thing that we missed was Sasha Banks came out at one point to cut a promo on Bailey, and uh, basically we find out that next week we're going to get the SmackDown Women's title match. We're not waiting for pay-per-view, but I imagine there'll be something screwy that'll lead us to a hell of a Something will happen. Uh, I wonder what the ratings are like. This is always one of those moments where they're like, oh, ratings bump. <laughs> we need a, <laughs> well, we need yeah, a right ratings a bump. Yeah, you got NBA playoffs, MLB playoffs still going. Well, yeah, and uh, tomorrow Football's night, t- back. tomorrow night is Game Five of the NBA Finals with the Lakers potential yes. to go home with LeBron. it. LeBron. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they'll be fighting up against that, and of course, Monday Night Raw is just fighting against uh, football. Monday Night Football. Some football for which I am not ready for. Um, You're not ready for football. <laughs> you know, are you ready for some football? Oh, that was part of the song of Monday Night Football. Okay. That was part of the song where uh, the the country the man in the country hat would sing, "Are you ready for some football?" I just remember uh, Faith Hill singing the Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. Was that, was that who it was? Faith Hill. Uh, I, I I honestly couldn't tell you. See, Sunday nights in my household was reserved for. There was that beautiful block where it was like Simpsons, Family Guy, American oh, Dad. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch a lot. Of football. <laughs> I just knew it was the beautiful uh, block of uh of of programming oh, yeah. for sure. Animation domination. The animation dog. That's what they called it. Yeah, King of the Hill was in there. Futurama. Wow, what a whenever. They- what a perfect Good little stuff. block of time. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was SmackDown. Uh, another great show. Um, just yeah, real yeah. excited for the, this Roman Reigns shit that's going on right now. Is uh, yeah, all everything but the tag titles on SmackDown. Everything, well. well, everything but the tag titles on both brands. I think are actually doing yeah, okay. Pretty much, uh, literally yeah. all tag titles, <laughs> all three of them. Well, pretty terrible. Yeah. The women's were having a good run there until. For a little Nia bit. Blip. Yeah, until the Naya blip. Um, which, by the way, when we're comparing blips. Well, there's there's blips and there's blobs. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm, I know. I'm just uh, I'm just saying, you know, Charlotte didn't have a blip. She had a rain. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, let's 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 move across. Um, Smackdown's in the rear view. Takeover's in the rear view. Um, but the very next night, of course, we got to talk about stuff on the red side of things. So let's hop on over to Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> Because we're not watching football. We're not. We're not watching football. We're watching some good old fashioned wrestling. Wrestling. Guess who kicks off the show this week? A sullen and downtrodden Randy Orton. Randy's hanging out. He's talking to the camera, talking about Drew and all the legends he beat up last He's week. He's in a cool room with some artwork kind of behind yeah. him. Um, but sh- most, he was wearing clothes. Most I don't think he was wearing a- shockingly, he was wearing a full shirt. Yeah, no sweater vest. That possibly came down to his wrists. I don't want to speculate. Yeah, but it was definitely more clothing than we're Nora used to seeing. So him. bizarre. Um, so he formally challenges Drew for one last match, title match, inside the Hell in the Cell. And then Drew barges in, beats him up until they get broken up. Oh, it was the room he beat the shit out of everybody in last week. The Legends Lounge. That's where it was. Okay, I'm looking at this like, <laughs> yeah, right behind him. I can. See, I'm looking at a photo of it, and he had, there's a guitar. I'm like, fuck, that was. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Legends Lounge, of course. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I like I like when the I mean you know start kicking off a show with a promo. Uh, we know what that's like. Taking it out of the ring, cool. It's a new setting, uh, but it, 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 it sort of still feels like that. You know, the recap promo to kick off the show is um, yeah. I don't know. We can do something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some women's tag action that didn't really matter a whole lot. Lana gets pinned. Mandy Rose hits her big knee. But uh, after the match, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, they come back. They beat up Natalia and Lana. Uh, and then it's become a running meme at this point. Lana just gets Samoan dropped through the announce table. So now it's like three times in the past five weeks. But it's funny. Yeah, in the <laughs> in the WWE doghouse, as it were. Um well, she's getting TV time. Getting TV time. And that's what you got to wonder, right? As a performer, as you, as me, as who knows? You know, I mean, cream rises to the top, of course, as it were, right? But if you know you're not the best, you sign to work, they let you work, you're probably having the best. You think you would be having the best of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know. You know what? I've been, I, I like I, the I've been watching the bump. past couple of weeks of being the elite. Gotta say, uh, the past couple, the Dark Order on being the elite are fucking incredible. All seven of them, of course. My girl Anna Jay is there. Um, <laughs> Brody Lee, they're just swearing at each other the whole time. Uh, Brody Lee is clearly like the leader of these this this group of dumb motherfuckers, <laughs> and John Silver gets like used and abused on being the elite, unlike anybody else who's on the show. <laughs> but you can just see it in his eyes. He's loving this. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. They make fun of him. I think Anna Jay called him a little bitch the other day. He's doing these errands. He's getting cut up. He's getting thrown around. But he just has this little look on his face that he's so happy to be doing it. <laughs> uh, it's real something you got to watch. The past couple of weeks of being the elite. Um, the Dark Order, they're so fucking funny. <laughs> you got to check it out. <laughs> All right, we'll get to we'll get to more. I'm then. sorry, that was just a little loud. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up now. Let's carry it through this next match because I think we have the uh, I think we're coming up on our on our on our Mori Povich set, as it were, or maybe our Jerry Springer esque uh, uh, performance. Is that is that right? That was after the tag match. We have Dominic Mysterio and Carrillo taking on Murphy and uh, Schmollins. Yeah, you know, they come out uh, at first. Seth wants Murphy to apologize, and he's like, for what? Or no, Murphy wants Seth to apologize for what he did to Aaliyah. And Seth's like, hey, man, I could have shared all those DMs. Could have been worse. But uh, Then we do get that match. Uh, I think Murphy hits. Murphy gets the pin. He hits a big knee, and then he just leaves angrily, leaves Seth on his own. Uh, and then at one point earlier on, there was our truth Drew Gulak, twenty four seven title. You know the shtick. Yeah, we don't have to, we now. don't have to keep doing that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> doesn't matter who's here. <laughs> uh, Braun Strowman appears again, talks to Adam Pearce. He's like, "Hey man, since Raw Underground isn't happening again, can uh, can I have a match?" And Pearce says, "You're not a Raw superstar. I can't do it, but uh, I can give you an exhibition match." So. That doesn't count. It's an exhibition. It has to count. He's fucking that. What's the difference between an exhibition match and an on exhibition match? That doesn't make any sense. It's not real. It doesn't make any sense. It has to be. It's not I real. Am, I am. Okay, I'm writing it down, but I'm going to put like a strike through it. You know, just so, just so it can be noted 
that there was a, a discrepancy as you were. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so anyways uh, Kevin Owens comes out again For another episode of the Kevin Owens show Most popular show on the WWE Network At this point Yeah, So he just talks about what happened a few days prior With Alexa Bliss and The Fiend And getting attacked So he calls out Bray Wyatt And then the Firefly Funhouse appears on the screen And Bray talks to Kevin Talks about friendship and all the Funhouse puppets They're all worried about being separated at the draft then I think Bray sings a little song about friends. Mercy eats Ramblin' Rabbit. You haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> Ramblin' Rabbit hasn't died in a little while. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then Owens just tells Bray to get in the ring so I don't have to wait until Friday to beat you up. And Bray says, that's not nice. I don't like bullies. And neither does he. And as for Miss Bliss, that's none of your business. It's between her and him. So Owens goes to exit the ring and go find Bray. But then Alistair Black attacks him, beats him up. Hit the black A little black attack. Yeah. Um, Mike, <laughs> what this segment led, uh, sort of prompted a discussion within my mind was this. Like, if you didn't think, and I don't mean you, Michael, I mean, you know, the people watching wrestling. If you didn't <laughs> think that Raw was the B show, look no further than this promo that we just had. Um, bringing in a Friday superstar to promote an angle that's happening on Friday right after an announcement of an exhibition match. Um, and, and it's been happening for a little while. Maybe, maybe, it, has, maybe it hasn't been. The Mysterio stuff has been going on for a long time, but still somewhat entertaining. Uh, but this may have been it for me. I think Raw is the B-show. Oh, yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. I've, uh, you know, I've never really kind of thought about those two things, you know, that they're very different entities, but especially right now, they're at the same fucking place. All else being equal, one's an hour shorter. Maybe that is the show, uh, the A show of the brand. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd stick with SmackDown over Raw at the moment. It's interesting. Uh, but Braun Strowman is here. He is going to have that match. <laughs> and Keith Lee is the one to step up to the plate. So, you know, they quickly, they fight outside the ring. Lee gets thrown into steel steps, but the ref is counting and he reaches a 10. We have a double count oh out. Oh, my God. Another fucking Lee, you know. Um, they give you one good match and then the next five, he's not going to have any. So I, I, after this Monday Night Raw, I did see um, the, st the stat on it. Yeah. Where Keith Lee has had eight main roster matches and five of them have ended up in some kind of some form of DQ yeah. countouts. No. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's I don't Woof. know what the fuck are they doing with them? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make doesn't sense. Doesn't uh, make sense. Um, none of them are happy. Braun's pissed, so he he charges at Keith Lee and breaks through the barricade. The whole fucking wall barricade goes down. Not just one piece this time. It was and, oh my God, it just sucks. Because, yeah, because Braun Strowman, I feel as though, uh, you know, he's he, he's kind of too one-dimensional or yeah. or less, can't, uh... less multifaceted than co to compete with everybody else. Keith Lee can do a lot of things for a big guy. I feel oh, as yeah. though Vince sees a big person and he's like, oh, we're going to put you with this big person. That, that was a bad <laughs> Vince McMahon. But you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, Braun yeah. Strowman can't do half the shit that Keith Lee can do. 
Not nearly. Not nearly as much. Braun Strowman was fantastic for those feuds with Brock. So somebody could keep losing and Brock Lesnar could be champion for two <laughs> and a half fucking years. Like, that's what he was needed for. There's there's really no need for a massively physically imposing yet un, not particularly skilled performer. Even Drew McIntyre can crush it. And we've seen him crush it uh, with big guys, smaller guys. Not to say Randy Orton is a small guy, but Drew McIntyre's a pretty big fucking guy. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you know, at this point, they might as well just draft Strowman a raw, I guess, if he's just going to pop up here. I mean, it sort of seems as though they're going that way, especially if, I mean, fucking, if Keith Lee and Braun Strowman's going to be the, the, the thing, then I guess let's just do that. I guess, uh, yeah, because they do fight a little more. They... They end up like tackling each other off the stage through some tables. So I don't know. Oh well. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, we get another Bianca Belair vignette. This time showing off that she's the smartest, and she's playing some trivia board board game night with uh, some buddies, and she just dominate everyone, showing off her brains. She's even correcting the trivia question. She knows too much. She's actually saying, actually, it's pronounced Monet. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But, uh, yeah, still hyped. Still hyped for her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. We got more bullshit. Uh, I think backstage Murphy approaches Aaliyah. And she's like, I've been waiting all night to talk to you. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> What was that? That was her acting. That was your. <laughs> that was her acting. That was, that her was me acting. doing. That wasn't her. you. That was her acting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Murphy's like, yeah, you know, I want to apologize. This whole set thing is way out of hand. She's like, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> but it's not me. You need to worry about it, Seth. Are you still considering apologizing to him? And Murphy's like, I don't know. And he walks off. But Seth Rollins gave him a hard deadline. 10 p.m. comes around. 10 p.m. He's like, hey, Monday night football's going on. I need to get home for the fourth quarter. You got <laughs> you got like 10 minutes at 4 p.m. <laughs> at 10 p.m. Yeah. So that's Seth Rollins comes out, says, all right, Murphy, Messiah's waiting. So Murphy comes out. He's uh, like, all right, spit it out. Murphy doesn't say anything. So Seth's like, don't go down that road. We've been through so much. I saved your career. All you got to do is apologize. And he he grabs him right by the beard. He's so angry. And then Murphy finally snaps, just starts pounding on Seth. They brawl outside the ring. A kendo stick comes into play. Murphy starts beating Seth with it. Uh, he's telling him to apologize. Seth is just yelling, Aaliyah, I'm sorry. Wherever you are, I'm sorry. So he's begging Murphy to stop. Murphy drops the stick. And then Seth just Seth pounces on him, gouges his eyes. Then he gets a hold of the kendo stick, starts beating Murphy all around, and uh, he grabs a steel chair, and then Aaliyah comes running out. She gets in the ring to protect Murphy and just tells Seth to stop. Then Dominic runs out, followed by the rest of the Mysterios. So can you, Seth uh, runs off. Can you do an Australian? Can you do a, can you do a good Murphy? <laughs> Probably. Okay. okay. Well, I'm just saying, don't don't feel like don't it. feel like I'm holding you back. Like if you wanna, if you wanna be performing <laughs> both Aaliyah and Murphy in character, you're more than welcome to do so. Well, we'll we'll, we'll save it. But uh, yeah, so Seth runs off. The Mysterio family's all here, but they're very conflicted over Aaliyah's actions. But they leave as a family, and Dom's just like, "Hey, how could you do what? Look what he did to Dad. Look at his eye." So 
Well, where's it going to go? Yeah, this was the best part of the show, I think, up until this point. So it was finally like, yeah, stuff. <laughs> Shit going on. Let's go. Um, you know the the kendo stick. Is, the kendo stick has now become the uh, the poetry of the of the match. Right. This is the story that's being told all around this kendo stick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess you know we're 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 building to this feud and uh, Murphy's being elevated and him and Seth Rollins are gonna have a match. Not. I mean, they're I not gonna. You know, but it's happening. Eventually, yeah, they're gonna have a match. Exactly. Uh, and you know, uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan—they were—they earned that women's tag title match that was supposed to happen at the Clash, <laughs> but they're getting it tonight. Shayna Baszler, and Nia Jax are back, taking on Liv and Ruby. So, uh, but Jackson Baszler—they just continue to look pretty dominant. Shayna hits a big knee on Ruby, locks in the Kirafuda clutch. Ruby taps. Shayna looks dominant. Uh, what did I say? You just said Shayna and Nia. Continue to look dominant. Oh. <laughs> Nia Jax keeps not doing anything. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I just associated with her, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, Shayna does do most of the work and look, looking very strong there. They're kind of resuming the push they had for her uh, back at Elimination yeah, Chamber when she. It's weird. The old, like, you know, two wacky partners who hate each other, like that old thing. Um, you know, I guess they're slowly developing into possibly le- a possibly legitimate tag team. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, though. Uh, but it's I don't want them. It's it's weird when the two people who hate each other, like the Riot Squad, has been teamed for like three years, and on and off, on and off. And this matchup, <laughs> they did not look like they were a, like had better tag chemistry than the other than the other group did. Yeah, I mean they didn't really get to do much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, hopefully Shayna and Nia don't hold the titles too long because there's there's better teams out there. So. Yes, there is. And, you know, if this can just be a way to rebuild Shayna, then, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But we got some singles action. MVP taking on Mustafa Ali. And Ali's out here all on his own. Well, MVP's got... Before before we keep going, um, we did skip right past this, but I'm totally fine with it. The Hurt Business, this is the second time we've seen the Hurt Business this evening. MVP yes. is in a matchup right now. But before, I mean, of course, because it's Monday Night Raw and it's the year 2020, so of course Apollo Crews is going to be taking somebody on. <laughs> the matchup that we had was the, 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 the Crews Ricochet versus Lashley and Shelton Benjamin. Um... Yeah. Mike, did you know the last time Apollo Crews was in a matchup against somebody outside of the Hurt Business was June? <laughs> Apollo Crews just keeps taking beating after, like he's the he's the new Corbin. He's the Corbin of whatever the fuck's going on here. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like it too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, who did the yeah the. Yeah, they had a match didn't even matter. Didn't even matter. We skipped right over top of it. Uh, But this one does matter. MVP, Mustafa Ali. uh, Like I said, Ali's all on his own. MVP's got Lashley Shelton. Uh, Yeah, and at one point, he just says, get in the ring. The three of them, they all get in the ring. They surround Ali. But then the lights start to flicker. Uh The Retribution logos appear everywhere. And then the group themselves appear. So they're back. T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack. It sounds uh, like an order. It sounds the- like an order at Denny's. Like, can I have the slapjack <laughs> with the side of 
with a side of mace, a side and, of mace and t-bone and t-bone on the side and they're like okay i'll yeah. write that up sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> uh they also got some of the faceless goons with them they don't get the custom masks which is fine you know it's sort of That's like good. uh yeah. there's a couple of people in dark order that we still don't know who the fuck they are yeah. they're just they're like the, they're just the putties from power rangers yeah <laughs> Uh, so then, you know, they're surrounded. MVP says to Ali, you with us? So he joins them. He joins the Hurt Business. They all go back to back, ready to fight off retribution. When Mustafa Ali rolls out of the ring, gets face to face with Mason T-Bar, and then turns around, smiles, points at the Hurt Business and says, get him. So, oh, shit. Ali, he's in. He's in with retribution. And I love it. Is, so they just, is Ali the leader of retribution? He might be, because they just start beating the shit out of her business. They're all beaten up. Mustafa just gets in the ring, and the whole group, Retribution, they just surround Ali, standing tall. I think he is the leader. Now, earlier on in the year, you, me, millions of people on the face of the planet Earth were convinced Mustafa Ali was the SmackDown hacker. Uh, it had that little the light ring that he does, <laughs> and everything everything was pointing to Mustafa Ali. And he's one who's for years has done those incredible like single cam in a stairway promos you know those things uh he's he's yeah. incredible at doing these things very creative guy we can see but after so many stops and starts in these pushes um he came back i guess a couple weeks ago he's sort of been involved with ricochet but he's been reserved he hasn't been you know he's been wearing black and shit like that <laughs> um he's- they, they, Byron Sachs and Tom Phillips, they were just screaming into our faces that Mustafa Ali has been behind Retribution all along. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it makes some sense because he has been fucked around a bit with pushes and stops and starts and being moved around and nothing happening. And so it does make sense. One thing I loved, I love, one thing I loved about this performance when Mustafa Ali came up to Slapjack and. Mace, I guess. Dio Madden. Yeah. Uh, Dio, the Dio Madden was acting like a fucking like animal, like sniffing yeah, his around. Eyes. Yeah, he I, looked like a predator. He I looked like it. a the predator, and he's certainly yeah. big enough to be. Uh, like I did really love the way that they played this out, just like a pack of dogs waiting for their fucking leader to. Uh, I just wonder where it takes the uh, the voice out of Dominic Dajakovic. I it, uh, it makes me wonder. Well, I mean, he was a mouthpiece for. A long time or you know every time we've heard retribution speak you know he can be the top right hand man exactly you know and see the top man the wwe kind of immediately like oh shit this dajakovich isn't working mustafa ali's the leader i don't know, I don't know. but uh don't either know. way it's exactly what ali deserves yeah for his, i'm all aboard it's it's uh for his yeah, years retribution angle. for his years of hard work and retribution yeah like we said they've been on the ups they're doing shit on twitter that i like on their like i don't even know you could type like that they're doing some crazy <laughs> shit um and what a great way to close out monday night raw well there was a match after that but wait 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 you mean revealing the leader <laughs> of the semi-terrorist organization, which has been, which has been holding back the entire company for months. You mean this is not the main of that was not the main event of Monday Night Raw? Well, I think it would have been too suspicious to have MVP versus Mustafa Ali as a main event. Ah, fuck, that's a good point. That's a good point. Just the way it ended. I don't know. But I mean, I, the way it, it could have been the ending, and, and then just to hear the Tom match. Phillips go like, "Okay, we're back with a six-man tag." Just to hear like that, yeah. I was like, "Ah, I fuck, know, right. I don't want to watch. <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore." <laughs> no, and I mean, yeah, the six-man tag didn't really matter. 
I guess the only thing was, uh, yeah, Orton, Rude, and Ziggler taking on Street Profits and Drew McIntyre. Randy just kind of avoids the whole match, picking his spots until he finally uh, hits Drew with the RKO and pins him. Pins the champion. So the heels win. Um, yeah, and WWE, they're great at this. The six man, everybody's talented. It's gonna be a good. Sh- it's gonna be a good match. Yeah. Main event. Like we know, this is this is a formula that's been working many times before, right? But certainly the finish. Uh, that's where we wanted. That's right? gotta be the first time Drew has been pinned all year. I would think the first time he has been pinned since I believe it was Extreme Rules last year, the one with Taker. So 2019 was the last yes. time he got pinned. So this Holy is fuck. big, right? Possibly leading up to a Hell in a Cell matchup. I don't know if that's been announced or that's just the way it's going. I think it's inevitable. But McIntyre, Orton 3. Yeah, uh, the definitive. That's the Either Orton wins or he gets the fuck out. That's, that's the it. definitive. And in the constant efforts of trying literally anything we can, maybe Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude. <laughs> I just yeah. You you uh, so rarely so you so rarely like dramatically exhale, and I just heard you dramatically <laughs> exhale. I mean, I love the talent. I love. It just, it never happened. Uh, yeah, I just dif- never hear it out of you. That's all. <laughs> well, that was the Monday Night Raw. That was the first half of the show. That was Monday Night Raw. That was the first half of the podcast. Mike, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Re-energize, come back. Re-energize, come back with some trivia. Come back with some Wednesday Night Wars. So you're going to want to stick around. She is very talented. Recording artist Sia. Sia wouldn't want to be, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, no, but I would like to be her. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I could have a voice, her control one of the most, one of the greatest voices of her generation. There you have it. There you have it. Has she, uh, has she, has she done a Bond song? I feel like she could do a Bond song. Maybe I don't care much for Bond. Oh, no. I mean, I don't hate. Obviously, GoldenEye sixty four is amazing. So. Obviously, Golden. Obviously, GoldenEye, and then uh, that was the peak. <laughs> but no, then I went back and I watched GoldenEye the movie. I'm like, this isn't very good. It wasn't terrible, but no. One thing I, I couldn't rem- go higher than a seven. I couldn't go higher than a seven. <laughs> one thing I remember from the from the Pierce Brosnan James Bonds were that like it was in that but bad. Uh, special effects between time where yeah. computer generated stuff was coming up so there were l- like less or they spent less on practical effects so they could mm. probably spend more on the visual effects and the, the visual effects just aren't good by like today's standards or even like 2006 standards or something else. yeah no I've heard Daniel Craig's a pretty good bond I just I just don't, you know, I'm not a hater. I just don't care about the Bond that much. Of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're not going to watch something that's going to take. If it was a horror movie franchise, I probably would have seen every Bond. You're not going to watch something that's going to take hours just because other people have. <laughs> I I agree. There, there's what? There's 20. If there's 24 James Bonds, let's say yeah, they're so each average. Let's say average two hours. Yeah. Let's say like that's like fucking two days worth of shit to watch. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. And I am, you know, once I start something, I like to finish it. So I would feel obligated to watch all the Bond <laughs> to watch films. every single one. But then I guess at least like the good part is that 
then the next one would come out and then you just got to watch one movie. Yeah. And I mean, I guess since they're like change actors and stuff, it's somewhat fresh. Like I've seen some of the old ones there. I don't know. They're maybe, all just okay. You know, maybe you could do it in chunks, like watch uh, chunks of Bond. Like, you know, first you're going to watch yeah. Roger Moore and then he did four of them. Then you're like, okay, that's like a, that's an easy time frame of stuff. Oh. I'd rather watch like Rush Hour. I feel like they do better. <laughs> Even though it's comedy, it's more action. I'd rather watch all three. Are the three rush hours, or was there a fourth? I think there's three. Uh, yeah, three. just three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, Mike. <clears throat> well, that's the cold open. Is that the cold open? That's chilly. Oh, Red baby, chili. it's ice cold over here. That's right, part two, Street Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Um, things are going great. You know, we had TakeOver 31. We had our, let me write this down, smack. Then we had our boom. We had our Monday Night Raw. It's been such a great show. But before we get to our Wednesday night, uh, let's kick ourselves off. Let's kick ourselves off with trivia. Trivia. Woo. Trivia. I've Cheerio. got, <laughs> I've got questions for you. Do you got questions for me? Yes. Cool. I've got four questions. I will give you six. Six, 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 six. All right. I'll go first. We're gonna play. Uh, we've done this. We've done something like this before, but now it's kind of gonna be uh, the opposite way. Uh, we're doing some nickname trivia. Okay. For the wrestlers. Okay. Uh, this time, I'm going to give you the wrestler, and you're going to have to give me some nicknames for them. Okay. So, I want you to give me three nicknames for Triple H. Um, okay, so Triple H. So, we have, uh, what, like Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Does that count? Uh, no, I'm, no. So, not previous names that they've gone by. Yeah, just like nicknames. Nicknames. Okay, Monikers. okay. Well, he would have, like, the game. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Um, the game. I'm gonna say, what about like, uh, like just Hunter? Uh, like when, like when someone in a promo is trying yeah, to like really cut I to mean, the core, and they call him just Hunter, or CM Punk called him Paul, in the <laughs> like used his name name. Doesn't count though. Um, <laughs> I mean, Hunter is part of. It. I mean, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. It's okay, all okay, okay. Um, other than that, no, no, I don't know any other. Uh, I don't know any other nicknames besides just like the game. Yeah, the uh, game's the big one. It's the big um, one. I mean, every once in a while, he comes out with his other theme song. Do you remember? It's, it's another Motorhead song. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's That's another his, Motorhead song. It's his, it's his favorite band, apparently. The, uh, bow down to the... Like the King? Something like something that. Something like that? The... the uh, uh, yeah, so maybe... Uh-huh. I mean, you want me to give it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I've heard of it. What do you say? Uh, the King of Kings. Oh yeah, you're right. Yep. The King of Kings. Okay. Uh, he also called himself the Cerebral Assassin. Okay, I think I've heard that one. Yeah. Uh, and then Hunter, like his old when he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, he also went by the Blue Blood. The Blue, the Blue Blood. Yeah, I never heard that one. Okay. Yeah, so that's his. Well, there you go. There's a couple of nicknames. Okay. Uh, let me just fire another one at you. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Seth Rollins. Can you give me three of his nicknames? Um, Seth Rollins. Well, I guess the Messiah, the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Kingslayer. I definitely remember King that. Slayer. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. That was the uh the Triple H that Mania. That was his time there. Yeah. Um, what else would he have been called? 
I don't know, the fucking backstabber? <laughs> uh, I mean, if you got the Kingslayer, you can probably get another. The Kingslayer. Maybe. Oh, the Beast Slayer. Yeah, his, bro- his Brock Slayer. time. Yeah, Brock time. <laughs> so there's three. Uh, you could have also got the Architect. The Architect. Like this, yeah. Yeah. There, like but there might be more. Oh. There might be more. I just, that's enough. <laughs> the Architect. I should have gotten that one. Should have gotten that's that okay. one. You got three. That's all I want. There we go. All right. Hit me. Mike, I'm going to hit you with questions. I'm going to hit you with questions because, like, you know, our Tweed League champion, Chris Jericho, it's his 30th year in the business, Triple X, XXX. Vin Diesel. Vin- <laughs> so these are all Vin Diesel trivia questions. <laughs> no, Mike, uh, 30 years ago. It was a different time. You know, uh, you were born 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, I was a little baby bopper. So a little baby bopper at this time. <laughs> at this time, you know, uh, uh, thirty years ago. So Mike, what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna hop in our. We're gonna me, uh, me and Kushida. <laughs> you're in the back seat. We're gonna hop in our little DeLorean. We're going back in time. We're going to 1990 with some 1990 trivia for you. Okay. Okay, Mike. So uh, we're gonna kick off with uh, we're gonna kick off with what should be an easy one. Uh, Mike, who was the Prime Minister of Canada throughout the year 1990? 1990? Uh, you say it should be easy. <laughs> but I mean, okay. I mean, my earliest Prime Minister that I remember is Jean Chrétien. So I'm going to say, who was before Jean Chrétien? Who was before Jean Chrétien? Because I feel like Pierre Trudeau was already gone at that point. Yeah, so, you're, you're saying a lot of good things, yeah. <laughs> so someone in between Trudeau and Chrétien... Who was, uh, let's go with Brian Mulrooney. Brian Mulrooney, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Woo! You got it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, uh, yeah, you're right. He was prime minister from 1984 to 1993. Um, but King Campbell was actually between Mulrooney and Chrétien. If you, King uh, Campbell. Kim Campbell. Kim <laughs> Campbell. The maker if of you soup. recall, the, uh, the only female prime minister of Canada. Uh, yeah, I mean, there you yeah. go. Canadian politics. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll, fire, I'll fire one at you here. Yes, please do. Now we are moving along to Chris Jericho. Can oh, my God. He has like he has like 20 that he because <laughs> see, OK, what, what Chris Jericho has done, he just gives himself nicknames, <laughs> uh, which makes things uh, much, much easier for himself. OK, what? So I guess. Uh, so what is he now? So I guess uh, is like wasn't there one? Um, I'm trying to like just go back, you know, start off the earliest I can think of. <laughs> Um, when he like came to WWE, did he come in as like a, uh, it was like a rock star thing, right? Like rock star Chris Jericho. Is that one? Yeah. That's, I mean, you have a couple of things. That's not, it's not that. It's not that. It's something to that <laughs> effect that. though, right? Fuck. There's some rock and stuff in there and yeah, that's one of the nicknames. That's probably one of the harder ones. Like there's easier ones you can get, I think. Oh, there's easier ones. Well, certainly. Well, uh, well, he well he was what he was the he's the demo god now. Yeah, that's one. The demo. Right. The I guess recent. he was le champion before yeah. that. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Uh. He always gets uh another one. I I can't. I picture like long hair Chris Jericho, Lionheart. Yeah, that's we'll give you. That's one of his early ones. Chris Jericho. Um. Fuck You've it. already got three, but you can keep going. Got a few, yeah, because I know that there is one with, uh, 
rock in it like it's something <laughs> rock rock yeah. and roll something like that and i you're i'm i forget it and you're gonna <laughs> say it and i'm gonna you know it's just like the light bulb's gonna go off yeah it's something like yeah rock star rock and roll star <laughs> something like that so yeah, yeah i don't know but i know i'm i know i'm in the ballpark yeah well you got your three there's a couple others that you would know but I can just tell you if you'd like. Yeah, what's the one that uh yeah, what's the one that I'm thinking of? So the one you're thinking of is the Ayatollah. A rock, rock and, and roll. roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so right. But then one of the biggest ones that you could have got was Y2J, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh and then he also he was the pain maker a few years ago with his face paint. Oh yeah. Pain maker. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a bunch more. He he has a lot, like you said. Oh uh, yeah, I just keep You got your three. You met your quota. I met my <laughs> I met my quota, thank you. Yes. Okay. Mark. All right. Um, here's another one for you. 1990 trivia. 1990 was a big year. 1990 was a big year. Great year. Great year. On October 3rd of 1990, which two countries unified into one? Uh, 1990, two countries into one. Which two countries into one? Oh. Uh... I'm trying to think, does it have to do with the Soviet Union? Think of famous times where two countries have become one country. Soviet Union stuff? Uh, yeah, that... yeah, there's, if you, uh, yeah, yeah, it could be, you know, we're, tra <laughs> we're trailing off of the, uh, of the Cold War. Trailing off, so maybe not. You know, it could be, I could, it could be though, I don't know. It could be, I don't know. Uh, USSR. And so we're saying the question is, which two countries combined? Which two countries, yes, unified into one? Mm. I'm going to say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, no, it's tough. It's tough. You definitely, you definitely know the answer. Uh, you I, definitely I, know the I'm going to stick with this USSR thing. Okay, okay, okay. Them and someone else. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of countries around there, but all the ones I'm thinking of are, like, still around. Um, okay. But you USSR. And... Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you know you you the USSR that you were you were in the right mindset. Well, I yeah. think you were uh, I think you were thinking something differently, you know, because the Cold War was was cooling off. By the way, if you search 1990 on Wikipedia, it's like 95 percent just Cold War shit because the Cold War was coming <laughs> to an end. A byproduct of the Cold War, you know, of course, the hostility post World War II, the division of Germany into both West and East Germany as the Cold War started to cool off and political ties were no longer needed for these two nations to be separate. On October third, nineteen ninety, West and East Germany, officially the Berlin Wall, officially molded into one. The Berlin Wall, is that? Have yeah, to do with it? that's all around. Yeah, Gorbachev. <laughs> they broke it down. Gorbachev, and they broke the barrier. Tear down this wall. All that stuff. All that. Gorby. Nixon. All that stuff. Gorby. Yeah, Gorbachev. Yeah. The big blob on his head. Yeah. What is that? A liver spot? <laughs> I think it's a liver spot. <laughs> it's the no. It's the the shape of Russia. Is it? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> you got it tattooed. <laughs> Skull. Uh, all right. All right. Yes. East and West Germany now. That all makes sense. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, let me give you another nickname. Let's keep rocking. Tell me three nicknames for Randy Orton. Oh man, uh, the Rand Man. Well, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an asterisk point. Um, yeah. Well, the le- the Legend Killer, mm-hmm. obviously the Viper. Um, when he goes onto his all fours, you know when he's like starts just like smacking the ground. Yeah, he. Uh, that's when he. That is when he's the apex predator. Uh, <laughs> but only yeah. in that smack in the ground moment. <laughs> uh, all before that, he's all these other things. Yeah. Well, you got three. You got three. And the Rand Man. <laughs> and the Rand Man. We'll give the Rand Man as a bonus. Are there uh, Are there any others? I mean, there might be. Those are the. I only wrote down the three because that's all I needed. That's all you think of. I couldn't think of any off the top of my head. Or I scanned Wikipedia. It doesn't like list nicknames. You would have to. I don't know. Read their entire history to know. Or something, yeah, or just like kind of know. Yeah, yeah that one I just know. I don't know. Yeah, you they, got, you they got. call them all of these things. All of them, regularly. So regularly, he's referred to as, you know, where we haven't heard Michael Cole yell, the architect, in a little, no. long, in a little while. So it's going to be no. different. Yeah. Okay, Mike, I have another 1990 trivia question for you. All right. This shorty called 911 due to the fire burning on the dance floor when he was born on February 3rd, 1990. Well, of course, that would have to be Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston. No relation to Kofi. No relation to Kofi. Uh, Sean Kingston. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Cool. Uh, All right. Can you give me three nicknames for The Rock? Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> um, they call him the the People's Champion. I know that one. That's one. Yeah. Um, there was one. It's like the, I guess the Bull. Now there's a word before that. Almost. The, there's something. The something there. Bull. The yeah. Ah, fuck, I forget. The. Yeah, I know. It's another B word. I know. Yeah, I know. Much. I can like. I just can't. It's not coming. It's me. not a. It's not, yeah. It's a. It's a weird word, but. And uh, I don't know if this counts though. He always refers to himself <laughs> as the most electrifying sports entertainer. Does that count? If he that does count. If he calls, you're it, close if, enough that I'll count it. If he calls it, am I not? I, I probably don't have it exactly right. He says the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. entertainment. Okay, but yeah, you, yeah. I know he know. calls himself that a lot. He likes to yeah. hoot and holler that I'll one. Count. Uh, and yeah, the bull that's... one, I know it's a B word, <laughs> uh, but like nothing, nothing's jumping to me. But I can picture like you know, it's the fucking bull skull. It's like you know, it's a yeah, uh, yeah. Those are my those are my three. Okay. Well, yeah, you were looking for the Brahma Bull. Brahma Bull. Yeah, that sounds about Brahma right. Brahma Bull. And uh, the Great One was another one. He just calls himself that. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people do that. A lot of people call themselves. Wayne Gretzky's themselves. the Great One. <laughs> did he, did Wayne Gretzky get Monica? Like, I don't think he called himself that. Yeah, I don't think so either. I thought he was. I don't think. He, he's I not, he doesn't seem like that. Too thing. humble, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't seem like his thing. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, I have one more question for you. <clears throat> Um, this is the final 1990 question and either the hardest or the easiest, Mike, especially. Um, the very first Nintendo World Championships were held in 1990. Mike, did you know this? Uh, yeah. It's pretty fun. I mean, I I I don't know if I knew it was in 90, but I know of the championships. And, uh, while the winners went on to win cash prizes... Uh, this that the other they also won like stock options for like some company which i thought was really weird uh the runners-up were awarded with a brand new game boy 
and which floor-based Nintendo product? Floor-based Nintendo product? Yes. Uh, so second prize, is that what you said? Oh, yeah. The second place people got a Game Boy and which yeah. floor-based Nintendo product? I'm trying to think of the exact name of it, if it's what I think you're referring to. It could it's be. like this mat, and you plug in this mat, and it's got all these buttons, and you like walk on it like a Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> okay, so maybe... But it's got a name. It's got a specific name. I, it has a name, you know. Uh, I know. I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> and it was double-sided, too. You could flip it over, and it had like two different sides. Yeah. Oh, my God. You could you've, use it. you've seen it before. You've I know the thing. Before. Yeah, the name. I know it's in my brain somewhere. Because <laughs> it was like, you could use it for track and field. Um... Uh, Hmm. I don't know. It is. It is. It is tough. But I know exactly what we're talking about. You're so. You're so close. Yeah. If you can't. Uh, if you can't is get the word, it. Is the word Nintendo in the product's name? No. Two words. <laughs> alliteration. Two words. Two words. Alliteration. Alliteration. So bum bum. Whatever. This mm-hmm. it. Uh, let's call it the play pad. Oh Jesus Christ, Mike. It was so fucking close. You got the pad. You got the pad right. <laughs> you got the pad right. Power pad. Power pad. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> I knew you would get it. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. I, I mean, I I never heard about this thing. Yeah, two sides. Yeah, it wasn't uh, very good. That's why you <laughs> It wasn't very good. Like it's so much easier to just play with a controller in your hand. I guess. Like you want you want to stomp around using to make Mario move and shit. Yeah, know. there was a uh, there was like a track. Couple games that there was like sense. a track and field game. Yeah, because that one you'd like stomp your feet alternatively to like run and. Yeah, there was a one. dance aerobics game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing much though. Fun though. Well, yeah, fun stuff. All right, that was your last one. That was my last question. All right, I got one bonus question for you. Bonus. While we're on the topic. Uh, I'll throw in one, one Halloween-related thing just for fun. Okay. Of, uh, but not the movies, not anything like that. We're talking about some candy. Because I want you to name five brands of bubble gum, and we're talking bubble gum, not gum. Five brands of bubble gum. Right. So like Excel. That's not a brand of bubble That's, gum. No, exactly. So uh, you chew it. You can blow a bubble. Taste okay. Good. Well, classic uh, <laughs> double bubble. Yeah. Uh, you got bazooka. That was the one with bazooka. the little. That was the one with the little. Bazooka, uh, bazooka Joe. Yeah, yeah, Bazooka Joe. Yeah. Um. There's also Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba, yeah, that was it. Um, three. Uh, what's the one that's the fucking uh, Big League Chew? Oh yeah, love that. Fuck, I have to be able to get a fifth. I mean, there was <laughs> like that, like. There was the bubble gum that was uh, in the roll. It was like yeah. in a plastic little rolling canister, and you yeah. sort of you pull out the little strip. And I forget what it was called, but I, I would great. refer to that as bubble gum. It is. It's got a specific name, though. No, it's yeah. Oh god, fuck gum on. See, gum on gum on a roll doesn't sound very appealing. See, no, what does it remind you of? Like the way you pull tape, and, like gum yeah. tape, tape yeah. gum. Say say, come on. Taped gum, gum in a tape. Tape your gum. The other, the other word to do with gum. Uh oh, bubble, bubble tape, bubble, bubble tape. 
bubble tape. Is what it is. Bubble tape. Bubble tape. Yeah, the giant roll. You'd get the big roll of tape. You'd pull out the strips. I remember we'd go to the candy store, me and my brother, and I'd get a roll of bubble tape, and then I'd eat it all in a day. And, and you, then my dad you'd be would be so like, that should have lasted the whole weekend. I'd have a big wad of gum in my house, in my mouth like a cow. I'm like, that's the point. You got to get all the gum in so you can blow the biggest bubble possible. Right? Are you with me? And did you ever blow the biggest bubble possible? Oh, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I blew it bigger than my head, and it popped, and it got in my face. Just like in the, just like in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have to like get my hair cut or anything, but I had to pull some out. But it was. It was like. Oh, well, that's uh, so funny. That's so funny. No, I would always, um, if you're getting gum on the tape, I wouldn't slowly peel it out like a chump. No, you open it up, open up the canister, and just take a big old bite. See, I've done that, but no, I prefer the tape method. Yeah, that would always be the hot commodity at a recess. Oh yeah, and it's got like a little powder on it. If somebody, it if somebody fresh, had it, if somebody had oh, yeah. bubble you, tape, it's so shareable. You can just rip a strip, bit of boom. <laughs> See, for me, I love doing this. <laughs> I love doing the strips because then at the end, <clears throat> there'd be like a little chunk in the middle, and you'd open it up, and that was your prize. You still get the bite while keeping the integrity of the tape. <laughs> It's, yeah, such a shareable uh, thing. Oh, my yeah. God, Mike. That was fun. Uh, Halloween coming up, kids. Stay Halloween. safe out there. A couple others you might have. Uh, Bubblicious. Remember Bubblicious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then one other one I really liked. The Bubble Jug. Remember that one? I don't it's think like so. Little jug. It had like a bunch of powder in it. And oh, the gum. Shake and it then you, I guess it, it was you powder it. that your saliva created the gum. Yeah, it was kind of weird, but <laughs> oh. I liked it. The powder was tasty. And the one other one, I don't remember the name. Remember the one that came in like a toothpaste tube? No. And you just like squeeze it out? It was I weird. don't think so. It probably had some weird chemicals in it. Going to get candy was never a thing that I did. Um, we, I would get I would get like an ice cream sandwich or something. Yeah, you'd never want to like... See, I'd be like, I want to spread my dollar and get like 20 little things. No, no, instead no. Instead of one big thing. No, I mean, I do My parents both. never gave me like small sums of cash when i was a kid i mean i worked i had a paper route i worked oh, hard okay i didn't have the paper maybe i just didn't have the ex <laughs> i didn't have the expenses that you uh you know it's not like i was addicted to candy or anything i was just <laughs> you and your friends hang out let's are you sure you're not store. snorting up some of that gum powder uh i don't know no i don't even know if they make that anymore yeah probably not because kids are just I, haven't ha I don't think it. i've just like chewed a piece of bubble gum in a long time yeah not bubble gum i I'm yeah, a, i've had like uh, yeah i've had because like i'm a, a gum XL guy i am a gum i always have gum in my bag it's in the door before i leave i like to chew gum when i work out or play tennis yeah i like gum i'm but, a gum uh, guy sue me yeah haven't had a big wad though like back in the day no i'd love it having <laughs> Just pack a lip with gum and pack, go wild. Pack a fucking lip and just go <laughs> on bikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Fun stuff. Fun, fun. Halloween's coming up. Stay safe. Stay at home, uh, kids. <laughs> Let's keep moving on with the show because we have Wednesday Night War to talk about. You know what? After, uh, after such a fantastic takeover, I think that we should uh, we should tune on to the USA Network. And make our return back to the... No, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Don't tell me. The Capital Wrestling Center. Capital Wrestling Center. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. That's right. Boom. I can remember things. And the set still looks great. 
Yeah, and capital spell with an O. Yes, capital. Um, and yeah, we uh, we kind of I think the show kicks off with that same kind of black and white stuff. You know, kind of we'll probably do that for a couple weeks. But the without much fanfare, the show kicks off actually opens up with a match. We have Kushida taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, you know they were having a good match. Kushida working over that arm when. Uh, uh, Velveteen Dream appears, comes flying in off the top rope with a double axe handle, causing the DQ. And he's wearing a purple cast to sell that injury. But uh, Kushida gets the better of him again, beats him up, sends him packing. So I guess they're not done. I guess or they're not, not done. done, which is uh, it's a shame, you know, to see Kushida move on to other stuff. Doesn't mean he can't. Just doesn't mean he uh, that doesn't seem the way it's going right now. But, yeah, these guys put on a great match. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, Kushida, he should start continuing, you know, pick up this steam he's going and start getting mixed in with that North American title picture or something. Who knows? I agree. Yeah. Uh, but then Ember Moon comes out to properly address her return and, you know, she gets a great reaction from a crowd. Lots of sustained cheering. And, and I noticed there was a lot of like that piped in crowd noise. Did you notice that also? The, yeah, but uh, it was mixed in with the real stuff. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was a uh, yeah some piped in chants. Because even so, she she starts giving this promo. She starts doing a great job, but there was too much of like a consistent level of crowd noise that happened. Yeah, there was a lot it of was odd. a lot of noise. Uh, but yeah, she's been gone fourteen long months, wow. and a lot of things. I feel I know it's been a long time, and things have changed. But she's back, and she's gonna do what she's gonna do. And Mama wants some gold. So, speaking of, Io Shirai comes out. She gets in the ring, but before she can speak, Rhea Ripley comes out. But then she gets jumped from behind by Raquel and Dakota. So, Ember goes to fight with them. They all get broken up. So, Regal comes out and says, all right, you want to fight? You can have it later. It's, it, it, it's, it's funny that, um, so Ember Moon's back, and we're all stoked, and everybody seems to be happy. Yes. Moon got, you know, she got down to the point of what she really wanted. But it's yeah. funny to bring so clearly so Ember Moon's healthy, she can do her thing, but it's funny to bring her back to a place like NXT which is already it was just fucking overflowing with women's talent. Possibly the best women's division out there right now is the NXT women's division. It's funny to bring such a charismatic, you know, crowd-friendly uh, or you know, fan-friendly uh, performer. Like that that seems like an Oscar challenger to me. Very well could be, uh, but I feel that some of these NXT girls are going to get plucked this week in the draft, so hmm. Ember Moon might be uh, a good, you know, she might have the Finn Balor renaissance where she can come back, kind of pick up some steam again, and then who do you maybe uh, would... Who do you think's getting drafted? I could see, you know, Dakota Kai, Raquel, Rhea Ripley, all those kind of women Rhea Ripley's there. getting drafted, I think. Yeah, Ripley, yeah, she's kind of already done the NXT thing. She won the title, so... And, uh, yeah, there's other candidates. Uh, I guess Tegan Knox is her, so not her. But yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We'll Interesting. see. Interesting. I'm so excited. Is that, is that happening on SmackDown? <laughs> this, uh... It's happening tomorrow. Jesus Christ. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be a fun weekend. It will be. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Long weekend, folks. Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. This is about the time of year I like to watch planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, although it's October, it's an American Thanksgiving movie, but <laughs> but still pertinent to you, and that's what matters. Yeah, uh, but we got tag action here. Ever Rise 
has taken on Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, and you can tell they don't care about Ever Rises. Their graphics were still all square shaped, which didn't fit in with the new the new video layout. Oh God, we forgot to size it down. Yeah, but you know who did get new graphics, new music, new everything? This team of Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. They come out. Drake's dancing. He's doing some sort of dance. I don't know. Dane's getting angry. He's all embarrassed by him, but uh, that's their dynamic, right? <laughs> uh, and yeah, so little man, big man, Dane just is getting angry at Drake during the match. He picks up Drake, power bombs him right on top of one of Everize. I don't care to learn their names. Uh, <laughs> Drake, and that gets the cover. Three count. Drake and Dane win. Dane, Killian Dane's looking looking a little trimmer, just like the uh, yeah. just like the Montez Ford effect, possibly. I think he, it looks like he got a haircut. Like they sort yeah. of they shaved. Uh, <laughs> he's a he's a hairy motherfucker. He just oh, seemed, body hair he just over. seemed like a little less Killian Dane. Yeah, I noticed I noticed that as well. Like his yeah his chest his 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 midsection and, and his, his his shirt was a little more like formed and not just kind of like loose and yeah there was some muscle bulging going and, on. and uh, Killian Dane's looking great. Uh, there's cl- there's a reason there ha- there's a clear reason that Drake Maverick was paired with Killian Dane and that will come out soon. Yeah, I uh, mean you know the tag divisions the one thing that uh, could use some some life in NXT here. I mean Fandango's already kind of a comedy thing, but uh, you know we haven't even seen them really much. Who knows? Yeah, else. there's a re- yeah. The, so these two are going to be doing something whether we like it or not. So we might as yeah. well like it. So far, I like it. Yeah, exactly. Drake's entertaining. Exactly. Uh, and then afterwards, he's dancing, celebrating. Dane knocks him out, goes to leave, but then he picks Drake up and takes him out with him. So, ah, he's starting to like the guy. <laughs> uh, but then we go to Johnny and Candace. They're out walking their little dog when they get back to their home to find that there's a brand new 65-inch TV on their doorstep. Baby. Apparently sent by Indy Hartwell. And Candace is like, "What? What's this about?" And Johnny's like, ah, "I always liked that kid. He's so pumped for his new TV." So, wouldn't you be? I like it. Wouldn't you oh, be? Oh fuck yeah, sixty-five inch. I could use one of those. Four K. I need to upgrade. It's probably a smart Xbox. TV, you know. Yeah, probably. Uh, but Austin Theory's taking on Leon Ruff. We haven't seen in a little while, but uh, we know what he's here for. Uh, Theory hits him with the ATL, gets the win. And then Theory just kind of cuts a promo after saying, I'm the future. Nobody can do a damn thing. When Dexter Loomis comes out and he just gets in the ring and Theory is like, all right, let's go. So we get that match right away. Loomis, Theory, uh, you know, nice to have Dexter back. He was looking good. He hits his uh, side effect, locks in the silence, I think they call it. And then Theory just passes out. So Loomis wins. Wow. Then right after, though, Cameron Grimes comes flying in. (laughs) With a cave-in stomp on Loomis, and he runs off all excited. Grimes, Grimes and Loomis. That's <laughs> that's the program we're waiting for. Um, Austin Theory back, NXT. I learned in this promo that he's not British. Oh, I thought he was, <laughs> for whatever like, reason, I thought he was British. I don't know. Well, that was like me with Tim Thatcher until he finally spoke. I'm like, he's not British. Tim he Thatcher looks, so- looks like he should be speaking like an incredibly broken Cockney yeah. accents, yeah. Like in indu- like, yeah, I'll fight if I have to, you know. <laughs> like Industrial Revolution, London. Yeah, accent. he's got the missing tooth. He's got the scraggly beard. Oh, he's got soot. 
everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just soot. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, Timothy Thatcher should sound like. And he doesn't. Austin Theory is also um, American. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can work with a lot of these guys in NXT. I bet Dexter Loomis has been missed. Um, he was certainly on a roll. Grimes Loomis is the better matchup. Uh, for right yeah, now. that'll be fun. You know, Grimes can carry the promo section of it, and Dexter just has to stare at him. And there, there's your thing. Yeah, Dexter Lumis <laughs> does this thing, and he did in this match where when he rolls into the ring, he's on all fours, but he's on like his knees and his hands. And then what he yeah. does, he like crawls himself he up, drags his legs, and like, like a drags. Dog. It's odd. It's odd. And yeah. uh, I bet if you, try, I bet it looks. I bet it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> like it's probably hard to hold him. I don't know, but it looked yeah, impressive. No, Great you know. to see him back. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, and I guess we did. There was a little segment where we do find out the damage that Balor and Kyle O'Reilly suffered. Mm-hmm. And we get that x-ray, the fractured jaw. And O'Reilly, they didn't specify, but they said he's not cleared to be on NXT this week. Look, I heard ribs. Some, you heard ribs? I heard ribs. I heard possible concussion. But could be both. The liver shot. Maybe his liver. That was, a heart, that was fucking hard hitting. <laughs> I'm going to watch that one again. Yeah, uh, but then we go to Ridge Holland taking on Danny Birch, and uh, Holland, you know, the match was going well. He gets a nice decisive win. He hits the Northern Grit, but then after the match, him and Birch are still going at it. So Oney Lorcan comes out to save his partner, Good. and him and Holland have a huge brawl. A bunch of refs come out to pull him apart. Uh, but then, unfortunately, there's one part. Lorcan just does a big dive. Holland catches him and falls awkward you can see his leg just buckle and he goes down immediately the refs come to him he was screaming in pain i don't know if you heard these screams um it was yeah what was what was going on there i don't know i think he legit like he was fucked up i saw some still images his ankle was like turned left where it should be straight oh my god it was like who was that basketball player that had the gnarly injury a few years ago gordon hayward remember yeah, it was it reminded me of that. Hopefully. It's oh, not yeah, when quite as when bad. your when your legs going the other direction. It's like, ooh. Yeah, so he was immediately taken out. The refs throw up the X. Uh we go to break, we come back. He's on the stretcher. And he did the old thumbs up on the way out, which is kind of not his heel persona, but you know, he was hurt. It was real. No, you you got to do that. That's you do the, the thumbs uh, up. Yeah. The old uh Evil can evil, but that's uh, <laughs> this is terrible because it sucks. Um, he was just about to get a huge push, it, dude. If you you show up with a beaten up Adam Cole, that is the biggest yeah. heat in the fucking business. Yeah, you know that was. I could see War Games coming around. Rich Holland could have been a War captain. Games. Beast. Oh my god, we. Oh. No, but you know that leg. I'm saying six months minimum. He's gonna be out. There's gonna be. There's probably gonna be some metal put in that leg. Dude, what the fuck's it. going on here? You know, we carry and cross. I know injury bugs. It's it's scary. Yeah. And and the actual you know sickness bug. There's two bugs <laughs> yeah, going two, on. Two bugs. We can't handle uh, two bugs. Yeah, very unfortunate because Ridge Holland. It looks like yeah, they were he was ready for a nice little push. Because Ridge Holland had more of a t- of what we thought Timothy Thatcher would sound like. He had like the he yeah, had like, like a he vest. Was the, <laughs> yeah, he was the little Brit. He was the don't go. I can't do accents, so I'm not even going to try. But then we go back to the Gargano household. Johnny's got the nice new TV all set up, and he's watching a video because uh, along with the television, there was a USB in the package. And the television's has- USB capable, guys. That way oh, you can course. you can have whatever AVI MP4 videos you want on your a hard drive. Stick it in. MKV. 
MKV if you want it, and then you're going to get high-quality footage. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's fine. That's what we got. Some, yeah, some <laughs> high quality. It shows uh, the woman's battle royale from a few weeks ago, which Candace won. And it's highlighting that Indy Hartwell is actually saving Candace a couple times throughout the match, helping her. And Johnny just says, There's something here. I told you I always liked that girl. Bright future. And Candace is just like, Hmm, I think I'm starting to like her too. And I like this, you know? Big, big, uh, get Indy Hartwell. And Gar- Gargano and Candice LeRae are now just, they're going to be on NXT. It seems like they're just going to be on NXT forever, right? <laughs> they're the mom and dad of NXT. Like, this is their thing. <laughs> like, you know, like the way in which, like, Triple H and Steph have kind of been portrayed throughout the years. Yeah. And you can come in and out and in and out. Like, this is this, is this now. <laughs> we, yeah. we have our I mean, new. Candice. Candace has to win that belt. She eventually. will win the championship. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, of course, of course, of course. But now this is, <laughs> this is it. No, no, no. Now Johnny yeah. and Candace, the power couple. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> uh, I don't think Johnny wants to move up, but it's not always his choice. I mean, but it could be. This all could be different in a week. I know. Well, but dude, I don't think so. cut to two years and we're having a divorce papers on a pole <laughs> match. Uh, <laughs> the divorce papers are hanging above the ring and you have to get on a ladder. Whoever gets the divorce papers first gets to keep everything. Or, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, no, that's going to be that match is going to be a banger. Custody of the dog battle. <laughs> Custody of the dog and the TV. Oh, the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we got another quick vignette of Tim Thatcher just giving his lessons. It's what's he He's call it? What's he up. call his little hut? Uh, it's like that. Um, fuck, it has such a good name too. It does have a name. I don't know the, the Timothy Thatcher. That. It's like school. <laughs> ah, fuck off. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever but, it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. We love Timothy Thatcher over here. Yeah. He's like, all right, always strike first, and then he beats up some guy. He beats up some job. There you go. Uh, and then we get our lovely host of this year's Halloween Havoc, Shotzi Blackheart. She drives out, and she has spookified her tank with ghosts, pumpkins, skeletons, all the good stuff. Uh, but she's... Exactly. Welcome to the ball pit. But we got a match. Shotzi's taking on Zaya Lee. And Zaya doesn't last too long. They fight to the top rope. Shotzi knocks her down, hits her big senton, gets the win. Uh, but then as Zaya's recovering in the corner, a man comes out. Boa! as a, uh, an NXT wrestler, I think. No, that's what I heard. Yeah. And he hands up, he hands Zaya this mysterious envelope and she just opens the letter, reads it, and then leaves with Boa. What could it mean? Oh, fuck. I don't know. But maybe... An uh... invitation to join Retribution? <laughs> is that how they're handing, they're handing out these uh, invitations now? I don't know. I don't know. An invitation it, to be uh, drafted up come, to the main roster? Or is it an invitation to fight in a tournament in Okinawa? What tournament in Okinawa? Uh, the Karate Kid 2. Oh, shit. Against Cobra Kai. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's the invitation <laughs> to take on Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, who knows? Mysterious. Mysterious. But, uh, let's go to the main event. Rhea Ripley teaming up with the returning Ember Moon to take on Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Ember's got a new entrance theme. Uh, I liked her old theme though, so sad. I guess moving off the CFO dollar sign thing again. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it is what it is, but uh, still great to have her back. She's looking good. Uh, her and Kai work well together. I think I don't know. She just fly like 
Ember hits his big suicide dive. Kai just goes flying. and I don't know. They all have their time to shine. Mm-hmm. Everyone's working well together. Uh, but it does come down to Dakota and Ember in the ring. Ember hits a big pop-up powerbomb, follows up with the Eclipse to get the win for her and Ripley. Forgot how cool that Eclipse was. It really was. The match was all about... This match was about what Ember Moon can do in case we've forgotten. She can yeah. She can she, fly. She was all over the place. She was flying. She was running. She was jumping. That Achilles tendon is, is back in action. It's looking good. Um, yeah, it showed... I think it showed us, yeah, Ember Moon versus anybody really is a money match. Uh, and like you said, with the draft coming up so soon... Rhea Ripley gets a win on maybe what could have been what could be her last NXT ever. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Also, who's going to draft Charlotte? Because I think that's the money match. <laughs> um, well, uh, I guess she's still officially part of Raw, so maybe she just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That was NXT, but though. It was another great show. Another excellent addition. But uh, let's hop. Just down probably a pretty short drive away at Daly's Place. Oh, yeah. I wonder what Daly's Place to, from the Performance Center is. That's a good question. Well, we'll Google that one day. <laughs> uh, but this is Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. But it's not just any Dynamite. This is Chris Jericho's 30th anniversary spectacular. And, uh, yeah, we just kick off some lots of wrestlers just praising him little sit down interviews even some baby faces were saying nice things about him so, yeah everybody kind of got in a little bit uh just some nice yeah. things about yeah the best friends were there yeah scorpio's guy though he was laughing at him he made fun <laughs> of you uh but we got our first of many title matches the ftw championship brian cage is defending against will hobbs but Taz acknowledges that it's still not recognized for the promotion, but, you know, it's being defended. And Justin Roberts even announced it. So You said it. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, this was just two big men, hard hitting. Hobbs looks good, but Cage ends up hitting the drill claw, which is quite impressive that he can hit that. Oh, my Hobbs. God. God. <laughs> <laughs> just look. And, he's uh, so fucking big. Brian massive. Cage is insanely impressive. Uh, just like how you can walk around being that big you know <laughs> just like sometimes when you see him in a shirt and you're like how did you find a shirt that was yeah. that was that size uh if you're into it leo rush actually uh, a few days ago on instagram posted a bunch of highlights from matches that he's had with brian cage oh. very very cool stuff very cool stuff at, you know and then in one of you know it looks like it's in a bar or something <laughs> like yeah. that's where it's taking place it's like dimly lit low ceilings yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just am- it's amazing to see what Brian Cage can do with anybody, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cage retains, and then afterwards, Ricky Starks gets in the ring, and Taz gets on the mic saying, "Will Hobbs, you're either gonna join Team Taz, or you can say no and get your ass beat." But Darby Allen comes out, saves him, chases them off. So. And I guess they haven't really erased the that uh, it was supposed to be a six man tag. Six man. Yeah. We'll get that eventually, just like the blood and guts. Oh, still blood late. and guts. We'll get that eventually. <laughs> if if the elite doesn't all hate each other by the end, we're going to say blood and in the inner circle <laughs> might be all different. Who knows? <laughs> Who but, knows? Uh, yeah, but either way, um, yeah. yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that <laughs> match somewhere. But then, uh, but then we move on to fucking championship match two, number two, the AEW World Tag Titles, FTR taking on the Hybrid Two, 
who, uh, you know, back at the beginning of AEW, we saw them quite a bit, but now I think they're mostly mostly toiling away on dark. I think they're dark guys, of course. Uh, we're talking about Jack Evans and Angelico. Angelico, yeah. They're both, both solid wrestlers. These they guys do the high... are insanely acrobatic. Oh, yeah. Tons of high flying. They're doing flips off the top rope to the floor. Uh, one point, Evans, he went for this Phoenix Splash leg drop on Wheeler, but he comes up short, just kind of landed beside him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did, he, he, but then he, you know, he got back <laughs> up. Then he and got up, yeah, again. hit a moonsault. It's like, okay. okay, we'll do it. Uh, so Evans, yeah, Evans looked pretty good here. Uh, but FTR, they double team them, hit a big superplex, followed by a big splash, and that gets a three, retain the belt. The way that AEW seems to have kind of managed their talent, you know, so we have we have our our main roster because it's kind of like we have dark, we have main roster and dark, right? A yeah. lot of these people on dark, like we said, these guys are probably going at it every single week, and we just never see them. This taking a team that's still getting exposure and getting better, and then having them just kind of come onto the main show and have a great match with a champion, just kind of like builds up FTR so much more. Like they're yeah. they're not getting a squash win over some shitty team no one's ever heard of. They're getting like a pretty good win out of a team that we've definitely heard of but haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, yeah much better. Than Very facing. different way of kind of booking uh, these kind of things. Of course, at the end of the match, uh, what happens? Oh, I think uh, throughout this entire matchup, um, the young bucks are checking out the television backstage. Um, yeah, they're watching where uh, one Matt Jackson do, did the did like an exaggerated WWE watching uh, <laughs> the television the where like so the television <laughs> so he the television's literally behind him but the way the camera so he's looking over his right shoulder so hard that he so he can see the television so his body is open faced to the camera yeah. and then i think uh the other ones behind him also kind of looking dumb <laughs> and goofy and then eventually they turn back to a normal way you would look at the will look at a fucking television and then right after the match the young bucks were angry so they super kicked the cameraman oh my god didn't even give him any just, money no they gave him 10 grand oh they did I think so. They said something about that. Right? I thought uh, one of them didn't have their wallet, and the other one was like, ah, shit. Okay, well, well sorry, bud. I, thought, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. uh, but then right after that, well, FTR still out. Um, on the screen pops up FTR dressed in weenie costumes. <laughs> but, of course, that's the work of the best friends who come out. They insult FTR because they're the number one contenders. And they're going to get title matched next week and they on Dynamite. They deserve it. They deserve it. Hell yeah. They've been on a roll. Um, so, yeah, FTR take a swing at them. Best friends duck and beat them up so they stand tall. Um, and then kind of throughout the night, they would just cut to a little celebrity guest wishing Jericho happy birthday. You know, Slash was there, Dennis Miller, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Shaquille O'Neal, Gene Simmons. Lars, Kevin, Ulrich, Kevin all these Smith. Guys. Uh, one thing I love yeah. about, because now we see it all the fucking time now, right? You can tell the difference between somebody who has a good quality cell phone camera and someone who sucks. Yeah. And, like Ultimo Dragon sucked. Uh, it was like a razor. Who sucked? Um, Dennis Miller's sucked. And yeah, it's just so funny to bad. think about all these people, like, because you could have. <laughs> you, they could all have iPhone you have a, Or you have a GoPro. 
you <laughs> or that too yeah that's like 500 bucks you're fucking you're 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 the guys from steel panther who are my favorite when one of them was like congratulations chris jericho 30 years uh, of wrestling and the one of them was like wait he's a wrestler <laughs> yeah, that was. I thought that was pretty good. I didn't know that he was so close with so many rock and roll. Like, <laughs> I love that he's not. They're not like rock and roll legends, a la Robert Plant, uh, Brian May, uh, Paul McCartney. They're like hard rock legends, <laughs> like Metallica, Steel Panther, yeah. Guns N' Roses. It's so it's so funny. Yeah, such Gene a Chris Simmons. Jericho thing. Uh yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we, and there were some wrestlers in there. We got yeah, both Lance Paul Storm. Stanley and a very not looking well Gene Simmons. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. He looked like he didn't give a fuck about what was going. He, on. His whole like, because he's always been he's a big guy apparently, like tall, like lumbering, but like there, he's always had a lot of face size, and his face looked fucking small, like like he's old uh, and shit now. I don't know. He is old. He's little. He lives. He's lived a hard life. Yeah. Uh, then we go to the dog collar match Arf. for the TNT Championship. It's going to be rough. Mr. Brody Lee is defending against Cody. Only way to win is pinfall or submission. And obviously, you are tied to your opponent by way of dog collar around your neck. It was a pretty long chain, though. They had a lot of, a lot of slack. They had a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of yeah space. Space. And your boy Silver was there to support Brody Lee. Like I said, John Silver, my boy, and Anna Jay, who, if you are watching be, uh, Being the Elite at all and seeing the way the Dark Order is, Anna Jay is the clear number two. Hey, I've always... I've been fine, and you were the one who didn't like this version of Anna Jay, I thought. Well, I, no, I, I... Well, that was because... I don't know. It's not that I don't like Anna Jay. Obviously, I love Anna I Jay. It's you just wanted to see I, where that I hated thing. that they got rid of what I thought was a perfectly fine... Like, like a perfect <laughs> gimmick. Just like immediately, but that's 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 all in the past now. Um, yeah. Anna Jay, yeah. There's a bit where all of like everybody in the Dark Order is working out, and then she does like the most out of everybody, like the the biggest. <laughs> she bench presses the most weight, and then comes up to John Silver like, "You, you little bitch," and everyone's like, "Ah." Oh! Um, and then there was another bit where everybody in the Dark Order is singing Cody's theme song. But replacing it with words like like using Brody Lee words like say Brody Lee yeah. and he's the best. It kind of like redoing it. And Anna Jay's just sitting in the back looking at them all like, "Who the fuck are you guys?" <laughs> and then Brody well, Lee always rolls into these conversations. One more thing about one more thing about being the elite. Brody Lee always runs into these conversations with the Dark Order. Just looks at them all and just always says, "What the fuck are you doing?" They all are just swearing <laughs> at each other. Brody Lee's dealing with the dumbest group of people. Uh, but Anna Jay is the shining star. She shines bright, brighter than the color, the material silver. Hmm. Who was there? And uh, yeah, early on, Cody nails silver with a chain and. He emerges. He's busted open. We got our first blade job of the match. Uh, <laughs> first blade job. And I think, uh, yeah, then Cody later drop kicks him as well. And that's when Anna Jay comes out to, to shuffle Silver out of there. Uh, but then, yeah, lots of chain plays. They're just like yanking on the chain to pull each other down. We had Greg the Hammer Valentine watching in the crowd. Did you? Yeah, you know. That's a yeah. They kept showing him. That's a name <laughs> I've, that's a name I've heard before, but had yeah. no idea who he is. He's uh, yeah. He's not. He's okay. He's a guy. Uh, you know Brody. Uh, oh yeah. So when when Silver gets attacked and Anna Jay takes him away, that was all a distraction because uh, Cody was able to blade. 
that was after he got DDT'd onto the chain. So now he's bleeding from the forehead. You know what had to happen. Yeah. Cody in a title match, he's bleeding. Uh, <laughs> Cody, matchup, bleeding. That's a yeah. perfect combination. <laughs> so we get lots more chain play, chokeholds, ball shots. Uh, yeah, there's one really cool spot where Cody's on the floor, Brody's on the apron. Cody just like yanks the chain, catches him midair with a cutter to the floor. That was pretty cool. Yeah, awesome spot. But then they went even more insane. They uh, they have a table set up to the outside of the ring. And they fucking did it during picture in picture. <laughs> There's a table, both men standing on the edge of the apron. Cody picks Brody up and hits a goddamn package pile driver through the table onto the floor. It was huge. And then this, of course, allows time for Brody to blade. <laughs> he cuts himself. He's coming up. He's got the crimson mask. And his really was a damn mask. His entire face. Yeah, was his right. his was giving us Dustin uh, a couple yeah. was double or nothing vibes. <laughs> yeah, lots of blood. Uh, then Brody picks up a chair and he just chucks it at Arn that Anderson's was sick. head. <laughs> this thing came close. That was sick. That, yeah, Arn was pissed because that almost got him. So Arn gets in the ring, but then Alex Reynolds comes running out. So Arn hits him with a big spine buster. I think Arn might have busted his own spine. He had a little trouble standing up like an old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he got up uh, just for Brody to nail him in the gut with a chain. So he goes back down. Soon after, Cody hits a crossroads, but Brody kicks out at one. So they go back and forth a bit longer. Cody wraps the chain around Brody's mouth, his nose, his eyes. He's just pounding on him. Then he hits another crossroads. This time, gets into three. Cody is once again TNT champion. Once again. Yeah. yeah. Great match. I'm yeah. a little surprised at the outcome. but little surprised that he won, but fucking won hell of a wrestling match. match. Every bit violent and bloody that uh, that we were promised, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, uh, you know, the Dark Order was really picking up steam and Brody. I'm just surprised to see him lose pretty quickly. Yeah. It seems like it, you know, even, you know, in defeat, you know, he, he still looks like a badass, you know, yeah. I think. Well, and I mean, Cody, yeah, now they're Cody gets to be that resilient baby face. And, uh, and uh, in a post-match promo, he sort of brings up to us like, Hey, like I could have gone in a different direction, but I came back here for you, the fans, uh, just because I dyed my hair doesn't mean I'm a different person. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, it, it, yes, know. it does. Classically yeah, speaking, that's what I think. traditionally yeah. speaking, it does. And you are about tradition, Cody Rhodes. Don't tell yeah. me for a second that you're not the man who you once were. I, that's I'm, what I'm not saying. buying it, Cody. I'm, I'm not, not buying it either. Buying he it. starts crying. He was crying. The he's Rhodes always family crying. comes out. This I know. That's why I'm starting. If he's not turning heel, I'm turning heel on Cody because <laughs> I'm starting to get sick of this. Every every match, your family comes out. You cry. Come on. I know. You get the biggest <laughs> fucking entrances. You get the fireworks. You get the pyro. The lights go you get down. Everything we love you. You, you ever gotta be want. heel. You're acting like a heel. He's that's that's a shitty way. Someone needs to teach these executive these EPs. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Hey, just because you're the producer of a show doesn't mean you can treat us all like shit. And make it about yeah. you, Cody. Watch yourself, uh, bud. At the end of this promo, <laughs> uh, Tony Schiavone are they're like, "Hey, we're gonna uh, belts up for grabs yeah, next like, week." Who's next? Who's next? And Orange Cassidy um, saunters, you know, meanders his way out down the ramp, kind of uh, does his little half thumb up, and uh, Cody responds with a full sized thumbs up, um, yeah. meaning, yeah, we're gonna get that match next week on the one year anniversary show. Yeah, so that's should uh, be that should be fun. If not, if nothing else, that's a fun match. 
Yeah, that'll be fun. If nothing know, else, know. it's fun. Exactly. We'll see that next week. Uh, the only thing that's not fun on AEW is the treatment of the women's division. Because this was our our whole this is our whole thing for the week. Big Swall versus Serena Deeb. Deeb. Uh, lasts about five minutes. Deeb. The Deeb. The Deeb, Deeb. gets beat by Swall. Dirty Dancing. That's it. That's your woman's action. And I think it even had a commercial break in the middle. It did. That's so, <laughs> it was like a five-minute match. Oh, my God. How? Like, why? How? Well, I mean, okay. So, I guess, okay. The FDR <laughs> ma- or the, the Cody match was the night. That was the longest yeah. match. Yeah. The FTR match was pretty long. I guess it was the celebration of Jericho. So, I mean, really, it's only the Brian Cage match that could have kind of moved around, I would say. You know, we could have swapped that with a a women's match of sorts. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just. Hikaru Shida's, you know, what happened to Thunder Rosa? Let's get Thunder Rosa back on the show. Can we do that? Can yeah. we manage this? If we could swap, like, the the tag division of AEW with the women's division of WWE, we'd have, we'd have perfect wrestling. Oh, my God, that would be nuts. That would be nuts. That would change the <laughs> landscape of it all. Uh, well, let's go to the main event here. We've got Chaos Project, Serpentico and Luther teaming up to take on Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. And uh, Chaos Project have quietly built up a 4-0 record on Dark, apparently. Building up the record on Dark. Earlier on in the week, Chris Jericho gave a little, uh, it was a you know a little filmed promo about this matchup and sort of L- Luther's history. They've known each other for a long time. Uh, a great choice for Chris Jericho in such a momentous occasion. Uh, yeah, I get the history, I get the, all that, but uh, you know, Luther was looking a little, a little, a little shaky in this match. He was okay, but uh, you know, he he couldn't quite keep up, looking a little rickety, climbing the ropes and stuff, falling down off the ring and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, eventually Jericho he calls for Floyd. Sammy tosses the bat in, but Luther Luther catches it. Nails Jericho behind the ref's back. Hits a big boot. Uh, but Jericho kicks out. So then Sammy jumps up on the apron. Luther knocks him off. But this distraction allows Jericho to hit the Judas effect. So that gets the three count. You know what, Mike? Yes. He gets the three count. This match, though, however, <laughs> was just like Chris Jericho. A reflection of Chris Jericho's career as a whole. And what is that, Mike? That is nothing. That's not just just unselfish. At least to say the least, right? I mean, <laughs> Chris Jericho's constant, you know, his unselfish will nature in the ring and uh, bringing a lifelong friend, peer, uh, colleague of his um, and giving him a major prime time on exposure on cable television. Like that's, you know, that's, that, that's who Chris Jericho is. He's a nice guy. Yeah, it was nice. I gotta say, okay. I gotta say, you know, and, and he ends up he ends up putting his buddy over on a primetime television <laughs> network. I, Mike, I, I would put you over. I would put you over on primetime if uh, if I was given the option to do so. I appreciate it. I'm not I'm not going on my back, but I'm gonna make you look good. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, after all that's done, Jericho gets on the mic to talk about his 30 years when MJF interrupts. But he comes out, he says, don't worry, I'm not here to steal the spotlight. I respect you. I want to be part of this celebration. And he's got Wardlow with him. And there's also some some other thing under a red sheet, which Wardlow pulls off to revere 
to reveal Clownico the Clown. Just some clown with this leather jacket light up. and uh, But the clown's got another gift in his hand. So MJF says, next week I'm going to make a career-defining announcement and I want you there. But uh, in the meantime, open this gift. So he opens it up and it's just a giant framed picture of MJF. Jericho says, thank you. And then he smashes it over the clown's head, hits a Judas effect, tells MJF, I hate clowns. Don't ever interrupt me again. You understand? And then they stare down menacingly and then they just both laugh and he goes, ah, you got me. And then the whole roster just comes out, celebrate. We get the outro music. Well, the, heel, the heels come out. The heels, sorry. It was like the end of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it was like the end of Saturday <laughs> The music's like, <laughs> we get the saxophone, the credit says, roll. Executive produced Chris Jericho and every yeah. single credit. Every credit it was cameras. Jericho. There were like eight cameras. Chris Jericho, Chris yeah. Jericho, Chris Jim Jericho. Jim Ross like, damn, camera number four. That was Chris Jericho. <laughs> But, yeah, I love that ending. In a, a fun, ending. in a fun actual way to end the show, I bet. I bet this is. Uh, I bet this is was Jericho's idea. <laughs> I bet totally in the way yeah. they kind of like they're like splashing champagne and the cuts. So everyone's still real. Like they're smiling, they're laughing, everyone hugging. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, though, that being said, um, and Jr. even did. He's like, thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We had a great show. Thank you to the guests. Everybody. <laughs> everybody was on board. It was fun, right? Uh, that being said, though, MJF. MJF come being so self-absorbed to interrupt the proceedings, cutting off Jericho's own promo to give him a gift of a painting of himself was so fucking <laughs> in character. It was just, oh my, it was like he did six levels of being in his own character. It was incredible. And if nothing else, not only exciting to see what he's actually going to announce, I believe next week on the anniversary show, but further evidence that an impending showdown between the two top heels. Yeah. And who in knows, the industry, could this possibly. Be, well, could not named to... Roman and Bailey. Yes. <laughs> There's some ifs. And There's could this ifs. be a way to turn Jericho? Could this end up baby facing Jericho? I mean, if he gets thirty years in, we're still we're we're singing a song, anyways. I could see MJF, you know, becoming the new leader of Inner Circle. Jericho gets kicked to the curb. Maybe takes his little puppy dog Sammy oh with him. Oh my god! Then MJF's got Hagger. He's got Ortiz, Santana. He's the new leader. And Wardlow. And Wardlow, yeah, there dude, you go. that would uh, that would be a lot of fun to see. You know, Chris Jericho uh, hasn't been a baby face. Uh, I mean, even in Japan, I, he hasn't been a baby face in years and years and years and years, yeah, possibly since uh, him and Kevin Owens. Yeah. So that was it. That, would be that was the anniversary show. We have another anniversary next week. Yes, another anniversary <laughs> next week. That's going to be the one. That's going to be the, uh, the 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 episode of Dynamite. That's going to be real exciting. Yeah. And that was the entire wrestling week. That was the whole show. That was almost the whole show. Oh, you know it's almost the whole show because after such an incredible week of wrestling, we do have to give we do have to award the honors of wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Mike, I'm gonna 
to kick off this one um, just because uh, we're, go- we're we're going back to TakeOver. We're going to 31. We're going to the main event of TakeOver. We're going to somebody who's in his first not only singles uh, title match, but uh, not only on a TakeOver, just in general, but he fucking main evented. Can you believe that? And the dream matches that spurred from this one individual performance of me seeing uh, Kyle O'Reilly from uh, from British Columbia, Canada. Uh, you're my wrestler of the week, dude. I hope you can recover real quick. I hope that we can see another great match out of you. Let's get the Thatch Man in there. Oni Lorkin. <laughs> uh <laughs> You know, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Any of these guys would work. Kyle O'Reilly, <laughs> uh, you're my wrestler of the week. Yeah, it was. Uh, we did have a lot of good wrestling this week. A lot of, a good, lot wrestling. of good wrestling this week. Uh, but I'll just go ahead and make it unanimous. Kyle O'Reilly. <sighs> Baby. Yeah, great performance. Good stuff. Great takeover. Just everything. But uh, KOR stood above the rest. K-O-R, above the rest. Yeah, that's right. That's our first uh, unanimous since uh, Roman Reigns when he returned a couple weeks back. So, Okay, you know. Real exciting. It's always exciting when we have unanimous wrestlers of the week. And that was the entire show. You know, that was the Shoot Brothers podcast. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. And God, I guess the next time you hear our voices, we'll be, uh, we've got this one-year anniversary show to chat about. Yeah. Even though it's been, I'm pretty sure it debuted like October 2nd. Yeah, it was a little bit longer, but hey, it's the fanfare (laughs) that matters. That's what we care about. Anyways, folks, thanks for listening. Mike, we'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye.